The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Hey, what a fun day, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> This is the Donald Trump presidency. This is what we get to deal with. This is, it's, I will say this, it's never dull. <laughs> Quite honestly, there's never a dull day where Barack, where uh, Donald Trump is concerned. And uh, look, I, it's, it's ridiculous what he said. Quite honestly. It, it's, it, it's, he, you can't do that as president of the United States. Is the music going to last the entire show? Do we know? <laughs> there we go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, if you were in Afghanistan overnight, you haven't heard this. Um, Trump, of course, apparently in a meeting with Democrats and Republicans alike, he he called Haiti and some African nations asshole countries. Uh, we want more immigrants from Norway. And then you throw Norway in on top of that. It makes it so much worse. Don't you, you, you gotta understand, it's gonna be taken the way that they're taking it. You know that, especially coming from him. And when you toss it in Norway, a country of white people, what, 95% white, I bet, uh, then it really looks bad. First of all, Haiti and African nations, many of them, do have serious issues. So do we, as a matter of fact. We talk about them every day. Not like they have, but these are poor, underdeveloped countries with serious issues. But the people there take real offense to the president of the United States, somebody in that kind of powerful position, a billionaire, saying something like that. You can't do it. I don't want to hear that. Well, that's what we like about him. He said you can't do it as president. Again, one of the things we noted during the campaign, one of the issues we had during the campaign, and now the resulting firestorm. Of course, the media, good golly, the mainstream media are going stark raving mad over these, over these comments, calling him a racist. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin just flat out said it. It just shows that, uh, you know, the, the president has racist views. I mean, you know, wow. when, how long do we have to dance around that, that issue? I mean, you know, whether it's, you know, rapists coming from Mexico, whether it's saying the first president of the United uh, African-American president of the United States was not born in the United States. What I mean, he has racist. Wait a minute. The first black president not born in the United. What, what the hell does that have to do with race? Wait, that's just saying he's not a, he's, he wasn't born here. That doesn't say anything about racism. And the uh. worst thing is that's part of his appeal. We uh. talk about. Now this is about you, the supporters. This is about us. This is about Republicans. The worst part of that is uh, the racist people who support all those racist comments of this racist. That as if, oh, this is so terrible. You know what? It's a man. feature, not a bug. There are a lot of people who like this. I mean, when are we going to acknowledge that this is not wow. Wow. That, 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 like this it's not despicable. some mistake that he has to take he back? This is I mean, who he is. I, I thought 
It was absolutely out of bounds to even question whether a sitting president might be a racist. You can't even wonder that aloud on network television. He flat out says it. You can't you can't insinuate such a thing. They are still referencing what Glenn said on Fox News, on Fox and Friends, nine years ago. It still comes up today. Glenn Beck, who once called President Barack Obama a racist, today said, I mean, how many times have you seen that written or said? Here's a, check this out from Michael, uh, Michael Eric Dyson, a guy who's prepared to become a serial killer because he's already got the three name thing going for him. So that right out there, right out front, you wonder about Michael Eric Dyson. But he wrote this article in 2016 called Whose President Was He? Speaking of Barack Obama. And it, so just two years ago, he wrote this as Obama was about to finish up his term. He's talking about a meeting he had with, with Obama to interview him in the Oval Office in the summer of 2010. And Dyson says, and I had asked the president about the persistence since the early days of his 2008 campaign of viciously racist attacks against him. Millions of ordinary white citizens and right-wing critics didn't cotton to our first black president's chutzpah in capturing the highest office in the land. Well, how many black people, how, how many millions of ordinary black people and uh, mainstream media don't cotton to Donald Trump's presidency getting the highest office in the land? Are you kidding me? He continued, and they have been unleashing venom ever since. Had nothing to do with his blackness. Had nothing to do with it. It had everything to do with his policies. Dyson says, signs at early Obama protests spoke volumes. I don't remember seeing Obama's plan, white slavery. I mean, but everybody knows that you can't go by the signs at a protest and, and attach that to an entire race of people. He also cited uh, the American taxpayers or the Jews for Obama's ovens. Never, never saw that one either. Some played on racist stereotypes. Obama, what you talking about, Willis? Spend my money. Continues, others tagged him traitor to the Constitution. Okay, uh, even if people did say that, and I, we had serious issues with Obama's love or lack thereof of the Constitution. What does that have to do with race? Nothing. Zero. It has nothing to do with race. Talking about him and the Constitution? They set up all of these straw man arguments, which we just, you got to set them on fire and burn them down. It's just ridiculous. I don't even, show us the photos of the uh, Obama, what you talking about, Willis signs. I never saw that. But then they, he talks about, uh, they talked about his ancestral homeland. Can you trust Obama? It's just a play on words. And his family was from Kenya on his father's side. Dyson continued, this last message was, of course, a hallmark of the birthers who formalized racist attacks into a movement by claiming that Obama, despite his Hawaiian birth certificate, was born in Kenya. Again, how's that racist? Or that he was really a citizen of Indonesia. Well, he was at one point. He grew up there. I just, that makes me, I, oh, wow. 
or that he had dual British and American citizenship at birth. How is saying somebody has dual citizenship, even if it's not true, how does that make it a race issue? What race are people who have dual citizenship? Do only black people have dual citizenship? I'm such a bizarre article. And people just accept it, just washes over us. But he continued in this article, the sick attempt to paint Obama as un-American, a closet socialist, yet another charge that has nothing to do with race. What, what does socialism have to do with anybody's race? Nothing. Again, nothing. That he was a secret Muslim or a hater of democracy. None of those have anything to do with uh, race once again. But it didn't stop there. Echoing over the years, the feverish rantings of figures like Dinesh D'Souza, who claimed Obama was motivated by an inherited rage against American wealth and power from his anti-colonialist Kenyan father. And then my favorite. Michael Eric Dyson writes, on TV, keep in mind, this is seven years after the fact, after the fact, on TV, Glenn Beck asserted that Obama had a deep-seated hatred for white people. (laughs) So, of course, that made Glenn racist. At that time, somehow, with Obama, the accusers of racism actually were the racists. So, should we be calling everybody calling Trump a racist right now? The racist? Let me remind you what Glenn said uh, back then on that curvy couch. This on president, I think, has exposed himself as a guy over and over and over again who has a deep-seated hatred okay. for white people or the white culture. I don't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. He's trying to figure it out. He's throwing some things out that maybe shouldn't be just tossed out out loud on national television. Yet, he's just working through the problem on the air, right? Here's what Jim Acosta said yesterday about Donald Trump. The President of the United States just seems to have a problem here, Wolf, in this area. Mm. And we can tiptoe around it, we can dance around it, mm. and not really mm-hmm. put our mm-hmm. finger on it. But the President seems to harbor racist uh, feelings about people of color. <laughs> that is almost the exact same thing that Glenn said about Obama. But now, I mean, what they'll be screaming is, well, there's evidence of Trump's racism. Guess what? There was plenty of evidence of Barack Obama's racism, too. What, what led Glenn Beck to say what he said nine years ago? Did anyone in the media ask that question? Nope. But let's review. Why did he say what he said? First, he said what he said because we listened to Barack Obama and his words all through his book. He struggles with race and racism. He talks about it openly in his book, Dreams from My Father. He admits things like this. Yes, I'd seen weakness in other men. Gramps, his grandfather, who was white, and his disappointments. Lolo, my adoptive adoptive father, and his compromise. But these men had become object lessons for me. Men I might love, but never emulate. White men and brown men whose fates didn't speak to my own. It was into my father's image, the black man, son of Africa, that I'd packed all the attributes I sought in myself, the attributes of Martin and Malcolm Dubois and Mandela. Now, and by the way, the attributes that he sought from his father, um, he was a communist, as was Obama's mentor and his college professors, but I digress. So we had read the book. Uh, We listened to his words. 
words like this when he was talking about rural white Americans and why they might not like him. It's not surprising then that they get better and they cling to guns or religion or uh, antipathy towards people who aren't like them. Right? Wow. Anti-immigrant sentiment. Oh. Or, uh-huh. you know, anti-trade sentiment. Jeez. Isn't that stereotyping, generalizing an entire race of people? You bet it is. Yeah, that's and guess what that is? Racism. What about this? When he was talking about the experience of his friend and the police officers who showed up at his house, he didn't have the facts, but still, who were the dumb ones? Uh, the white cops. New CNN film, Lady Valley. Uh, it's surprising them that they get better and they cling to guns or religion or uh, antipathy towards people who aren't like them. Right? Oh. Anti-immigrant sentiment. Of course, we just played that. Uh, I was actually looking for the police acted uh, stupidly, which was this. Uh, I don't know all Thank the you. facts, but that the Cambridge police uh, acted stupidly. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't have all the facts, what are you doing talking about white people acting stupidly when you don't have any idea what the actual situation was? It was these things... And, of course, this may be the most damning of all of them. She is a uh, typical white person mm-hmm. who... Speaking of his grandmother. Uh, you know, if she sees somebody on the street mm-hmm. that she doesn't know, right. you know, there's a reaction that's been bred into uh, <laughs> our experiences. Wait, when is it ever okay to say it's been bred, bred into, into a their human ex- being? Wow. Well, that got uh, uh, Jimmy the Greek fired. Mm. That got uh, Howard Cosell fired. That got a lot of people drummed right out of their industry for saying any, for insinuating that anything is bred into a group of people or that you can have typical white people. How dare you stereotype an entire race? This, these were the things that went into what Glenn said. Those weren't worth looking into. Those didn't cause anybody else to wonder about how he felt about white people? Are you kidding me? So, yes, Donald Trump screwed up big time yesterday. But the, the media, uh, who is apoplectic over that, couldn't care less about uh, Barack Obama's obvious problems with race. Which, again, he spoke of openly in his own stinking book. So don't come to us holier than thou and start casting aspersions at Trump and his supporters because you missed the bandwagon for eight years on somebody who also had racist tendencies and you didn't care about it because he was your guy. 888-900-3393. We're joined by Brad Staggs. You know, I've been to the Dominican Republic, which is the same island as Haiti. And you know what? When you, if you mentioned going over and crossing the border, to Haiti, you know what they tell you? Don't do it. It's a real asshole over there. <laughs> I kid you not. They don't use that. They, but even the on the yes, yeah. wow. even on the island, the locals say the same thing. Yeah. Eh, just an FYI. Well, Haiti has problems. We've been yes, to Haiti. Absolutely. The incredible people, though. Yes. Incredible people. Oh yes. They're, very... but they're going through a lot because they've had mm-hmm. really bad governments for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Look yes. at the people at the top. Yeah. You want to hear a funny joke about uh, earwax? Wait. There's. A joke that exists that's about earwax? <laughs> no. Oh. You know why? Why? 
Because it's gross. It is pretty gross. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah. So there isn't it's, a so joke. So there isn't a joke. So if we wanted to hear one, we couldn't because right. it's too icky to exactly. joke about. Exactly. All right. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. my point. What and does Jeffy have in common with earwax? They're both gross? <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to, I'm working with <laughs> right. what I got here. I like that. I like that. Well, no, no. The difference between Jeffy and earwax is earwax has a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll be here all here week. week. Hey, yes. No, the fact is, uh, er, uh, most things in moderation, everything in moderation. Your earwax actually serves a purpose when it's inside your ear. Now, the problem is we end up putting earbuds and stuff in our ears, Q-tips, don't ever do that. Things that cause that earwax to get all at the back of the ear uh, ear canal and just create basically a wax dam. Mm -mm. <laughs> so you can either walk around with a wax dam if you find yourself getting a little hard of hearing, get, maybe getting earache, something like that, or you can use the Wax RX system. Three-step system gets those ears clean. Make it your New Year's resolution, after all. We're only a couple weeks in. You still have time. Go to usewaxrx.com. Use promo code radio. You'll get free standard shipping. That's usewaxrx.com. Promo code radio. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. here. 888-933-93 with your thoughts on this madness. For, against, no opinion, whatever. Uh, you know, we have a complaint department. Actually, it's probably customer service, but uh, I call it the complaint department because it's where, I mean, we, we take complaints very seriously, try to fix them, try to see what we can do better. Um, got this one from a listener. I listen to Glenn all the time and enjoy it. I also donated to Mercury One. I must make a comment, however. Glenn, and especially Pat, bashed Trump as he was running something terrible. Uh, we did express our opinion on him. <laughs> I admit to that. Now, Pat is praising Trump. Total 180-degree turnaround. I guess I, I would like to hear an apology on Pat's part. We would have ended up with Hillary if we'd listened to Pat. Mm. No, you would have you would have ended up with Ted Cruz Thank if you'd you. listened to me. We wouldn't have been faced with the choice we ended up with if you'd listened to me, <laughs> because primaries are the time when you choose your best candidate. And and I have not done a 180 on Trump, as I've pointed out repeatedly. I share what I think, what I actually think. You don't have this Republican shill problem i don't care about the republican party i couldn't care less what i once cared about were the values and principles the republican party supposedly supported i don't care about the republican party anymore because they don't have values or principles anymore all they care about is being in power that's it so i don't care about the republican party so i don't feel duty bound to defend them at all and i don't unless they do something right so when Trump does something right, I express that. When he does things wrong, I express that as well, as we have been quite a bit this week. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think there's pretty solid proof of that, that we, we are honest with you. Yes. Would you like us to be otherwise? It's just called honesty. 
I, if Trump does something I don't like, I'm not going to come here and try to make excuses for him and try to make it okay, try to pretend as though it wasn't wrong. It was, and I'm going to tell you that. I'm, I don't play that game. I know there's a lot of people on the radio who do. Glenn's not one of them. Stu's not one of them. I'm not one of them. Producer Keith isn't. Jeffy isn't even. As reprehensible a human being as he is, he doesn't even play that game. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I thought that's what the appeal of our show was, that, you know, we really tell you what we think. We're honest with you. Uh, and so, you know, when, when President Trump does things, and his policies last year proved to be pretty good. We've gone over them a million times. Everything from Gorsuch to recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. All great. Getting us out of that ridiculous Paris Accord was great. Opening up Anwar was great. Keystone. Keystone Pipeline, another example. A strong stand on ISIS and, and prosecuting that war differently than Obama and having a real impact there. It's awesome. And, and a lot of those things, I, I, I admit, I really didn't expect. I was pleasantly surprised. This week has shown me the Trump that I have always believed was there. The backtracking on the wall and immigration, it's not some kind of massive trick. It's just you can believe that if you want to. I don't. And the thing yesterday is is... It's asinine. You can't call countries when you're president of the United States. Asshole countries. You can't do it. I thought he was this great negotiator. And, and you know, we've got to have somebody who understands how to maneuver. Well, part of the appeal was he's not a politician. You don't have to be a politician to know that the leader of the free world can't refer to Haiti and African nations as asshole countries. And then throw Norway, a um, predominantly white country, in there as an example of people we want to immigrate to the United States. A, it's a socialist country. What are they going to do when they come here? They're going to expect socialism. No, thank you. I don't want Norwegians here. <laughs> Unless they're coming here to work hard and, and make it on their own. Then that's a different deal. So... We're just being honest with you. I guess some people don't like that. I'm kind of surprised. There are some Trump supporters who just don't want to hear anything. They don't. If it's honest, if it's if it has any negative connotation for the president of the United States, la 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 la. I don't want to hear it. Well, okay, that's you know that's fine too. But even Ann Coulter is upset with Donald Trump this week. Uh, and she's going nuts, in fact, over Trump's immigration flip-flop. She's threatening to drop support for Trump altogether, and she says her bite will be way worse than the never-Trumpers ever was. (laughs) Okay? Uh, As she considers, as, listen to this tweet from Ann Coulter. As he considers the utility of walls and promises... Donald Trump should consider that never Trump was toothless, but former Trump will bite. Exactly what, exactly what does that mean? Well, things like this. Ann Coulter also tweeted, 
If Trump was F- FDR, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. But nothing against fear. Fear is good, too, believe me. If Trump was JFK, she tweeted, ask, ask not what your country can do for you, unless you want to, then ask away. <laughs> uh, this tweet, if Trump was Reagan, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall or leave it up. Your call. I'm good either way. <laughs> this is my favorite. If Trump was Paul Revere, the British, who are some of my best friends, they're coming and going, and it's all very exciting. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she, I mean, Donald Trump doesn't want Ann Coulter as an enemy. Right? She, uh, she definitely has some bite. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray unleashed. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Typical white person uh-huh. who, yeah. who uh, uh, if, you know, if you know, she if she sees somebody on sees the somebody, street, she gets scared. She doesn't know. She gets scared. You know, there's a reaction yeah. that's been bred into. That been bred into. Uh, I love our how experiences. He, he catches himself there because he realizes how racist a comment that really is. You know, there's a mm. uh, uh, reaction that's been bred into. Uh, ooh, wait a minute. Wow, does that sound bad? Yeah. Into uh, 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 her experiences. You're not sitting <laughs> oh, around okay. with the Choom gang, man. You're about to be president of the United States. You might want to dial it back. And he did, you know, but we dialed up the tension. The racial tension in this in this country was raised exponentially under that guy. And for people to have gone apoplectic over Glenn musing about whether or not he had racist tendencies is it's just asinine. What an what an unaware group of people the mainstream media is. They just they have no self-awareness. They can't think back and say, wow, well, did we handle this? Are we handling this now a little differently than we did before? Yeah, you're you are. Might be nice if you'd pretend to actually be real journalists for a little while. And nobody, you know, are, are they going to talk about what Nancy Pelosi said? I guess because she's white, she can't, she can't be racist against white people. But what a weird comment yesterday from her. Stay tuned. I would say of that McCarthy, the four, yeah. four the five white guys, I call them. The five know. white guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, they can open a hamburger stand next or what? Um, um, <laughs> that could have been done four months ago. Okay, so why would you refer to them as the five white guys? Why? why? I mean, it just shows a, an animosity toward white people. You're trying to play that game. Yes, she's white. 
There's self-loathing people all over the place. Mm-hmm. When a black person says something like that about his, about his or her race, they're an Uncle Tom. Uh, they're they're racist, but Nancy Pelosi can't be. Why can't you look at that group of people and say those are that's a bipartisan committee that's trying to f- solve a tough problem? Should it have been done a long time ago? Yeah, but at least we're doing it now. Why can't that be the attitude? Why? I, I, that's that's amazing. And even I think it was Steny Hoyer who was really offended by that, and he's actually speaking out against her and saying, "Wait a minute, what are you what are you doing? What do you mean five white guys? Why would you even bring that up?" Interesting. Is some of your hyperbole hitting a little too close for home, Stinny? Possibly, yeah. Hmm. Right? Oh, these people are despicable. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Interesting day on CNN yesterday. They said the full word of asshole thirty six times, according to the count on the Drudge Report. Thirty six times. Now I realize it's a it's a cable channel. But when have they ever done that? When has that been their policy that we just say swear words over the air? Because we can legally. When was that ever decided? When it involves this president. And they'll say, well, those are his words, not ours. We're not going to sugarcoat it for him. That's playing into the, that's being part of the problem. We're going to actually say the word he used so that you can see how reprehensible he is. Oh, hmm. wonder if we should use that same theory with the N word then. And stop editing that word for people. When when it's part of a quote, we can't even say the word quoting them. Anderson Cooper uh, spoke about the president's remarks uh, yesterday. Here's what he had to say. I just want to take a moment to talk about Haiti, one of the places the president of the United States referred to today as a whole country. I was taught math in high school See, by a Haitian immigrant named Evil Lel, who worked hard, who dedicated himself to teaching kids in America. He ultimately returned to his country of Haiti and was assassinated while running for president. I spent a lot of time in Haiti. I first went there in the early 1990s as a young reporter. In 2010, my team from CNN was the first international team of journalists on the ground after the earthquake struck. I spent more than a month there and have returned many times on assignment and on vacation. Like all countries, Haiti is a collection of people. It's rich and poor, well-educated and not good and bad. But I've never met a Haitian who isn't strong. You have to be to survive in a place where the government has often abandoned its people, where opportunities are few, and where Mother Nature has punished the people far more than anyone should ever be punished. But let me be clear tonight. The people of Haiti have been through more. They've been through more. They've withstood more. They've fought back against more injustice than our president ever has. Tomorrow marks exactly eight years since the earthquake struck Haiti. A 7.1 magnitude earthquake killed anywhere between 220,000 and 300,000 people. The actual numbers will never be known because they were buried in unmarked pits. One and a half million people were displaced. For days and weeks without help from their own government or police, the people of Haiti dug through rubble with their bare and bloodied hands to save complete strangers, guided only by the cries of the wounded and the dying. I was there when a young girl named B, who'd been trapped in rubble for nearly a day, was rescued by people who had no heavy equipment. They just had their God-given strength and their determination and their courage. I was there when a five-year-old boy named Monley was rescued after being buried for more than seven days. Do you know what strength it takes to survive on rainwater buried under concrete, a five-year-old boy buried for seven days? 
Haitians slap your hand hard when they shake it. They look you in the eye. They don't blink. They stand tall, and they have dignity. It's a dignity many in this White House could learn from. It's a dignity the president, with all his money and all his power, could learn from as well. On the anniversary of the earthquake, on this day when this president has said what he has said about Haitians, we hope the people in Haiti who are listening tonight in Port-au-Prince, in Jacmel, in Benet, in Miami and elsewhere, we hope they know that our thoughts are with them and that our love is with them. Mm, pretty emotional uh, monologue from Anderson Cooper there. And he's right about the Haitian people. We, we went to Haiti, uh, it's probably been two years ago now, um, to meet some of the victims of sex slavery and to deliver them Christmas presents. And it was an incredible experience. And I found patience to be exactly what uh, Anderson Cooper is describing, which, yeah, it makes it really unfortunate that the president spoke the way he did. And again, I know the, his supporters are going to say, well, that's part of what we like about him. He doesn't, he doesn't edit things. He doesn't water them down. He, he speaks his mind. He's not a politician, and that's what we like. That's what got him elected, right? Okay, but he's been in office a year now, and you just can't keep saying these kinds of things when you're the leader of the free world. For his part, uh, the president tweeted out this morning, the language used by me at the DACA meeting was tough, but this was not the language used. So he denies saying asshole. What was really tough was the outlandish proposal made a big setback for DACA. Now, I haven't heard anybody else uh, defending him and saying he didn't say that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of people in the room. Uh, the truth is going to come out on that. But, yeah, I'm guessing he's never going to admit to saying asshole. Interestingly, uh, we're going to tell you how the, how the term was translated all around the world in different languages in just a few minutes here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Amy in Minnesota, welcome to the Blaze. Hey Pat, you're hey. right on everything that you're saying, and I'm just upset because I was in the Tea Party in two thousand nine. We were in San Francisco, living there for no good reason, I can tell you. And we we were we were going to rallies, and they were we were actually making signs that said "infiltrator," so we could go up and stand next to these Lyndon LaRouche people. And other people that would make nonsense signs, they would make racist signs, they would make Obama as a Nazi signs, and they were not part mm. of our group. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm sure you you know that, but it's totally do, a yeah. tactic they've been planning to use. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if not only are they not part of the Tea Party movement, they were probably plants sent in by the Democrat Party in San Francisco. That would be my guess to make you guys look bad. A hundred percent, and we were aware of that. And the Occupy Oakland people, they were. Actually, some former friends of mine, they, they were probably part of it, but they were actually a second wave that came after that. But this is all a tactic, and they were, they were even attacking Glenn Beck back then. They were linking to websites about him and yep. trying to just make us look crazy. Yep. And it burns me up, you know? Me too. And who turned out to be the crazies? Oh, uh, that's right, the Occupy Wall Street people turned out to be violent yeah. and crazy. Uh, and as really? well as some of the Black Lives Matter rallies have also been vicious. And the Antifa movement, I mean, those are the ones, and the, the media doesn't care about that. All they wanted to do was cast dispersions on the Tea Party gatherings. Are things yeah. any better? Uh, you know, you, you've gone from one liberal area to kind of another, right? Are, are they any better in Minnesota than they were in San Francisco? Well, actually, I'm totally um, shocked and amazed that I've done that, but I, I mean... Now they have the, the Black Lives Matter thing is here where they said 
pigs in a blanket. That was actually here, so I can't, oh, I can't wow. get away from this. No kidding. You know, um, but, yeah, you guys are actually the only reason I'm still sane. I mean, I had to stop listening to Rush Limbaugh. I, he broke my heart. I used to love him. Mm. You know, it's only because of your show and also on I watch it on Dish. If I didn't have this, I don't know what I'd be doing. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> so thank <you. laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, 888-900-3393. Nate in North Carolina, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, man, I've got an interpretation of what uh, Donald Trump means by building a wall. He's going to put up the screen, hook it up to a huge battery, and he's going to spray uh, bug spray on it. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. Will that keep him out, or will that just make him high as they come in? I'm not, I'm not oh, sure. I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe they'll turn back around. I don't know. It could, be, it could backfire. You're right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Nate. Yeah, in case you're not familiar with uh, Nate's uh, reference there, go check it's a yesterday's reference to program. yesterday's show mm-hmm. where we were talking about people getting high off of wasp, wasp spray. Well, I mean, it wasn't enough to do bath, bath salts. That right. wasn't good enough. Now we spray wasp spray mm-hmm. on a screen. And that's it, right? Then we're done? No, you're oh. not. There's a couple more steps. Then you, you hook up a battery to the screen what? Wait, what? so that you can heat it up with the battery, huh? crystallize the, uh, the wasp spray on the screen, hmm. scrape that off, Okay. put it in a microwave and melt it down, or you could, I guess you could put it in a pot on the stove and melt it down that way. Wow. Then you take the melted bug spray substance that you have, Okay. and you put that into a needle which you then inject that substance in the needle into your veins. That's a lot of work for a junkie, Pat. <laughs> Isn't it, though? What are we doing? And it's weird work for a junkie. Why can't people put this much effort into, I don't know, life? Yeah, into, <laughs> I don't know, let's investigate who we should really vote for. What are their policies? Are they actually good people with really good policies? <sighs> or are are they, you know, closeted, secretive progressives are they really republicans with republican values of old or are they the new republicans with no values or principles to speak of (laughs) yeah let's put that kind of effort into the voting process that would be nice and we just don't we just don't uh let me tell you about something that is incredibly worthwhile though it's filter by where the holidays are are behind us now but winter is just beginning. Wow, we got another big cold front in uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. They said this was going to be a really cold winter for us. So far, that has really turned out to be the case. Hmm, not not my source. What was your source? My source says it's going to be... Uh, mild? A, a mild winter. Oh, that's, I'm sorry, up north. Remember that? We had that controversy yes. when you filled in with Glenn? Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. it hasn't been very warm anywhere this winter. Really? It hasn't, Mm-mm. especially not here, because usually if we get a cold snap, it, that means 50, yeah. 48. And then two day, you get two days of that, and then it warms right back up to the 60s and 70s. Yeah. We- and then you'll get another two days where it's you know somewhat chilly, and then it warms back up to the 60s and 70s. No. That's not been the case so <laughs> the far. The heater has been running nonstop for at least a month now. Yeah. It, it can get frosty. And so you don't open up your windows and doors as much. And uh, you trap all of those allergy-causing substances. And they can make you sick as well. Great. There's a great cure for that disease. It's called Filter By. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters. 
they carry over 600 different sizes. All kinds of options for the Merv rating, whatever kind of quality you want. And when you order them, they're shipped free within 24 hours. So you get them right away. And they're manufactured right here in America. So you're putting good American citizens to work. And I'm sure they're American citizens of every color. Filter Buy offers a multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. And they can custom make one for you. Right now, you can also save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Then you don't you save money and you don't have to think about, well, is it time yet? The website is filterbuy.com. Filter That's filterbuy.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. No, Producer Keith is yeah. uh, telling me that yeah. beer is fifteen bucks a pint in Norway. Yeah. So uh, wow, how much would a pint be here? Uh, um, I would have no idea because they don't. You know, not a lot of people buy pints of beer, right? Maybe yeah. at a at a bar they do, but I think generally they come in cans or bottles, and it's not quite a pint. Yeah. So. Um, but that seems expensive. That seems pricey. Yeah, so 16 ounces. Yeah. Right. Is 16 ounces is, is a, a pint. pint. Right. 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 And so um, what is that? A size of a can of Coke. So you want to put that in perspective? A, pre- a pretty big can. A can of Coke would be 12 ounces. Oh, normally. is it really? Yeah. Oh, normally. my bad. Okay. Yeah. I think, you know, if you if you buy the normal size can, that's yeah. 12 ounces. See, I don't drink that beer. That new I skinny don't can that they're doing is 16, though. So that's a oh, pint. Really? Okay. And what do you pay for that? A dollar 30 or yeah. something? Yeah. Fifteen dollars for a pint of beer. Just I was just looking up many of the ways that Norway could qualify for the as definition. As an that the, what? Wait. Yeah. That the president would use. Hmm. It's people. People look to those countries. They like to. They like to cite Norway and uh-huh. Sweden and Finland as examples of wonderful socialism. Look how successful those countries are. They're they're magnificent. They take <laughs> care of their people. Yeah. Really. Go live there then. Right. Go freaking live there. And you, my, my son lived in Finland for two years, fulfilling a church mission. Um, and uh, his viewpoint on the United States of America, he was already, he loves this country to begin with. He had such a greater appreciation for mm-hmm. the United States after living in Finland. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I mean, everybody should have that opportunity. Think of these countries because. People like to say, well, they don't have to spend a lot of money on the uh, on military. They spend it on social programs. Yeah, that's because we're protecting them. And and, and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then not only so. So then yes. the argument should be, well, if they have all of this money, then why is their country still a crap hole covered in ice and snow, by the way? Uh, but here's the here's the here's the reasons that uh, this article says that Norway is a terrible place to live. You can't find a job. And I'm sure your son can speak to a lot of this. Yes. Because um, the Scandinavian countries are very similar. It cost over two thousand um, dollars to get a driver's license. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? It can be very expensive. That's because they don't want you to drive. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's more central central control. It's good uh, heavens. That's amazing. It's not easy to immigrate there. Uh, let's see. The language is uh, impossible to learn. 
Uh, Finnish see. is supposed to be the world's most difficult language to learn. Cost of living. Uh, and then Mandarin Chinese after that. Mm. Cost of yeah, living. cost of living is terrible. Plus the taxes. The taxes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> to pay for all the socialized medicine, mm. socialized education, socialized housing. In Finland, they did an interesting experiment called uh, basic income. They wanted to find out, uh, what if we just give people money for the next, I don't know, five years? We'll give them a certain amount every month, and uh, it, w- it won't be a fabulous amount, but it's like six, I think it's $676 a month that they just, and they put people in a, in a lottery and drew out your name uh, and, and then sent you the notification that you've been chosen to get $676 a month for free from the government. Good luck. Do what you want with it. Why? Well, because everybody is starting to think, well, with the technology taking all these jobs, we're going to have to have a basic minimum income for people. Otherwise, they won't survive. Uh So they call this universal basic income or UBI, Mm -hmm. money given to everyone. Now, they didn't give it to everyone. I think they chose 2,000 people, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. You got money trees there, apparently, but not quite that many, not a forest full. Right. Okay. so they're just experimenting to see if maybe they want to do this. With everybody, literally everybody. So all, the head of Nokia would get the money as well as a homeless person if you can find an address to send the money to. Same amount, every person? Same amount, everyone. <laughs> what is People like Richard Branson, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg love this idea. Yes, this is what we need to do. A basic income for everyone. They have that right um, so why Combinator Research, an offshoot of the Silicon Valley Incubator, is also planning a five-year study involving 3,000 residents of yet-to-be-announced states. This project will be bigger and longer and will involve, involve larger payments than Finland's. They're going to give $1,000 a month to people. Uh, but their $60 million price tag on doing this will be uh, privately funded. It's not coming from, well, that's, that, that skews the research then. Mm-hmm. But so far, Finland is the only country on earth to have tried this. And it's, you know, they, they thought, okay, well, it's freezing cold here. It's dark six months of the year. Uh, th- this, would be a great, this would be a great pick-me-up for people. <laughs> so uh, they did it and um, didn't work out all that well. Wait, no? No. Stop. Uh-uh. I won't hear it. Already, the country pays for social programs with super high taxes. But they they realized that in order to do this, the taxes are going to have to be 80% now. They already take half or more from everybody. Um, but what the reason they, they do this in Finland is, you know, like everywhere else, they're babbling about income inequality. Mm. And the income inequality in Finland is less than here because it's a social nation. It's a social socialist nation. Um, but the Finns pay like $8 for coffee, uh, $15 for a beer. They live mostly, almost exclusively in little apartments that are 850 square feet. They don't have washer dryer sets in their house. They have to go to laundromats to do their laundry. The vast majority of Finns. These are the kinds of sacrifices you make in quality of living. Do we want that quality of life taken from us in the United States of America? 
Can you imagine what it would cost to send every American citizen a thousand bucks a month? <laughs> All 320 million of us? Uh, these socialist experiments are a failure. It's been tried over and over and over and over. And I guess the theory is they just haven't done it right. Really? Every single time it's been tried, it's become a failure. And it's just because people aren't implementing it properly? No, it's a failed system. It doesn't work. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. Welcome. Uh, you can tweet us to Pat Unleashed, like this one. Media could have been outraged over Congress voting to spy out all of us. Instead, they flipped the F out over Trump saying a stupid word. <laughs> so true. Who was that? Uh, Trevor Watkins? Yep. That's good. <laughs> uh, Kirk Carto says, maybe Trump really said Haiti is a shiitake hole. Shiitake <laughs> mushrooms are delicious. <laughs> maybe maybe that's, that's what possible yeah, lost in translation from the other room uh three jeeps three i don't like the s-hole comment but it was secondhand you didn't tweet it allegations trump proof these days see allegations trump proof get it <laughs> um and that is scary you're right uh, th- it's true if you're if it's alleged it's true we've kind of seen that although i would I'm still waiting to hear a really harsh denial from anybody and we haven't gotten that mm-hmm. including the tweet from the president who said it was tough language, but not exa- that's not what I said. Everybody else there said it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Mercenary Grip, uh, this is in reference to the complaint I was talking about where they want me to apologize for saying mean things about Donald Trump during the campaign. Mm-hmm. No, we were just honest. And, and I th- the difference has been he's he has pushed forward some really good policies. We talked about that. And then... When something bad happens, we'll talk about that. Mercenary Grip says, you can't please all the people all the time, and you do please those of us who think for ourselves and like to be challenged. Keep doing what you do. Ah, thank you. Oh, that's sweet. Yes. Uh, and we will. 888 Something Trump hates almost more than anything else is to be accused of not being a billionaire. He despises that. I think... I think you could um I think you could shave his head bald and that wouldn't even though he's really sensitive about his hair too that wouldn't be as bad as saying that he's not a billionaire. Well, the Senate Judiciary Committee looking into the uh firm Fusion GPS one of the things they say they discovered during their investigation was that Trump's nowhere near as wealthy as he claims. 
I've always suspected that because he won't release any of his financial information. And I think he's very, very sensitive about that. He says he's worth, I think, $9 billion. This investigation, and I'm not saying it's definitive, but they say maybe one-fifth of that is what he's worth. Yeah, man. I'll bet he'll be tweeting about, about, about that situation very shortly. Uh, 888-900-3393. <laughs> this is interesting because asshole is something that doesn't translate easily into other languages. For instance, uh, probably Japan's press came the closest to it. They're, they're known for their politeness. And so they reported the remark as countries like toilets, which is pretty close, right? Mm-hmm. So asshole meant countries like toilets, <laughs> though references were also made in the Japanese press uh, to a type of tank used to hold manure. Two, let's see, in Vietnam, the local media said various things from uh, S-hole translated to dirty countries or rubbish countries or rotten countries. In South Korea, they took their cue, most of the agencies took their cue from national agency Yonhap, which said that the remark meant beggar's den countries. That's not, nah, that doesn't really translate well, does it? And... In a lot of Asian publications, they were really struggling to figure out what the remark meant. Oh, no. And, you know, they're also polite. They don't want to offend people. So Taiwan's uh, news agency said Trump had referred to, to, quote, countries where birds don't lay eggs, unquote. Sure, that's, that's I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what really I thought. close. Like, when I saw yeah. that news breaking last night, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, hey... Why are we allowing all of these people to come here from countries where birds don't lay eggs? Uh-huh. Why, why would we? Why would we want that? Let's get them from Norway. That's a country whose birds sure. do lay eggs, yeah. and and so those would be much better immigrants. And they lay those eggs in those money trees that they're <laughs> using to grow dollar bills to pass out among the locals. Uh, the French media used the phrase "pez de merde." Which uh, literally means countries of S. <laughs> Pretty close. Uh-huh, you got it. In Germany, the word Drecksloch was used. Oh, you got to love the German language. It's beautiful. Drecksloch. Eat ein the clock and speak at the Fafenugen. It's a beautiful language. Drecksloch. It's a beautiful language. Uh, they said Drecksloch, which literally means dirt hole, but is considered, considered vulgar in Germany. One Dutch outlet used the phrase achterlijk, which means backward. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fitting, but it's not as strong, right? A Portuguese newspaper opted for the word that means pigsty. Maybe a little bit closer. Uh, So there you go. That's how it's being played all over the world. And (laughs) people are just going crazy over this. Just going nuts. Uh, the, The mainstream media... If they had act, if they had been paying attention at all and didn't have the bias they do, they could have had a field day with Barack Obama and all the comments he made. And when you bring up these comments, like the typical white person thing, a supporter of Barack Obama will have no idea what you're talking about. They don't know he said that. What? 
When did he ever say that? He's never said anything remotely racist. Really? Um, let me play it for you because I think you might be she surprised. Is a, is typical, a typical white, white person, person who, uh, uh, you know, you if, know, if she, sees she sees somebody, somebody, on, the somebody street, on the street that she doesn't know, I'm you scared. Know, a reaction that's been I'm bred scared. Into, uh, our experiences. I, I have a reaction that's been bred into me that I'm scared of black people. I see black people. They ought to do a sequel to uh, Sixth Sense. Mm. I see black people. It's just about a white person who's, uh, you know, had a reaction to black people bred into them, and they're scared all the time when they see them. It'd be great. Uh-huh. Sounds like a rental. Sorry, I'm not going to go there. It doesn't sound good at all. We have our own little racist situation going on here in Texas because... There is a parade scheduled for Monday Yeah, yeah. in Arlington, and six other communities get together for this. Yeah, Arlington is where the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is, so it's just suburban Dallas. It's right by Dallas. Okay. And uh, they're going to do this giant parade, and our governor, mm-hmm. who's a, a really good man, Greg Abbott, was going to be uh, the honorary grand marshal. Okay. The NAACP in Arlington went absolutely nuts over that because he's racist. I heard a quote from a woman because they canceled the parade. What? They canceled the freaking parade. Because he's white? It's off now. Is it because he's white? I just think they didn't want to deal with it. I think they got too much flack. And, you know, Abbott was still going to go. Yeah. And maybe they expected him to back down and say, okay, have your parade. I won't go. But he was still planning to go. So they canceled and said, oh, well, yeah, I guess we didn't get the right permits. So we're just not going to do it. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? And in the news story that I was listening to on the local news, uh, one of the members of the NAACP in Arlington said, uh, yeah, that's great because we just can't have a a guy. All of his policies are racist. Nobody ever asked these people, really? Like, give me a for instance. Mm -hmm. Give me one policy of Greg Abbott's that's racist in any way. Tell me one remark Greg Abbott, the go- the Texas governor, has ever made that sounds remotely racist. Give it to me. You know, the man's married to a Latina woman. Um, couldn't be too racist, could he? <sighs> I've just explained this to you. He's white, Pat. I know. That covers everything racist. I know. It's so pathetic. It is so bad that rather than allow Greg Abbott just to be the honorary uh, chair, the honorary grand marshal of this dumb parade, uh, rather than do that and just ignore the nonsense and the protests, they cancel the whole parade. They can't even now they can't even honor Martin Luther King Jr. with a parade in Arlington, Texas on Monday. Uh, It's despicable. But this is where we've where we've gotten to. This is the point we've arrived in this country. Really unbelievable. You know, it, it, seriously, I'm just going to assume because I'm a hating generalist, but I'm going to assume that there were young black children that would probably were going to participate in this parade. Maybe they march. Maybe they mm-hmm. maybe sure. a band. Whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you even begin to have the discussion with your child as to why they're no longer going to be in a parade on Martin Luther King Jr. Day? Yeah, and is that what is that what Martin Luther King Jr. fought for? Uh, I want a country so divisive 
that when you ask a white person to be part of a parade that's honoring me, uh, that you cancel that parade. I, I don't want anybody getting along that like that. <laughs> don't you dare get along and invite a white person to show everything I preached was true. You could have a white person as an honorary grand marshal at a, at a Martin Luther King Jr. parade because we're looking at the character, not the color of skin. Nope. It's the exact opposite. How proud he must be right now. How proud. Uh, Brent in Arizona, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, Pat. Thanks hey. for taking my call. How you doing today? Doing good. Awesome. So I just kind of wanted to release some frustration about Trump. Um, I was actually one of the people that voted for him uh, from the very beginning, even before he got the, Repu- the Republican nomination. Oh, and, wow. Okay. Well, yeah, he, he did have a mouth on him even during that time. But yes. my my thought was, you know what, he's out. That's what I was kind of liked about him. You know, he was outside of the political norm, if you will. Yep. You know, he would, you know, get things done instead of playing politics. And, and Pat, I'm seeing the opposite of that now. Yeah. And I think he's being very, uh, he's been very deceitful, I think. And he's almost doing that, you know, I'm not touching you thing with the media. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we voted for you. So who the heck cares what the media says? Right. You know? It, yeah. It, uh, it's I know. It's so frustrating to me, you know? <laughs> I know. It is. It is frustrating. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brent. I didn't vote for him. Thank you. I was, I was not a supporter. Uh, but I wanted to uh, like him. I Help me. Help me like you. And he was doing that, really, with his policies. I was trying to ignore the tweets that are, you know, really difficult to get past. But then it it comes to this week, and uh, we get all this stuff thrown in our face. And uh, you're right. A lot of people liked the fact that he's, he's vocal, and he doesn't take crap from people. And that's what we wanted in a guy, because we've been beaten down for so long. We want somebody who will defend themselves yeah. and us and their policies. He does that, but a little too much. Who's feeling more burned today? The people that supported him from the beginning or the people like you and I who were like, no way, no how. Yeah. Uh-uh. And then we're like, hey, hey wait a wait. minute. I really, I'm starting to really like this. And no, no. <laughs> I know. Come on, man. I know. 888 Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. This is a movement I, I believe in. And um, if you do to go to CosmoHurtsKids.com, the founder of the movement is Victoria Hurst, whose family owns the Hearst Corporation, which publishes Cosmopolitan magazine, known as Cosmo. Now, she believes, even though her family's corporation publishes it, that it contains pornography. Um, like this, for instance, in Cosmo. Nine oh-so-subtle sex toys that could easily be mistaken for household items. (laughs) It's got a rubber duck uh, pictured. Well, hold on. uh, As one of the things. A toothbrush. A lipstick container. Good golly. Uh, Do you want your kids under 18 checking this out? Is this the article you want them to see? Of course it contains pornography. She's not trying to eliminate those stories, though, from Cosmo. There are people who like it. And go ahead if that's what you want to do. But let's not sell it to minors. That's why 
The Cosmo Hurts Kids campaign is trying to get the state's harm- material harmful to minor laws applied to Cosmo. As it is to other forms of porn, then it can't be sold to kids under 18, and we protect our kids. For the love of heaven, so reasonable. Just do it. Go to CosmoHurtsKids.com today and get involved in this movement. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Hey, 888-900-3393. My point today, I guess, is, yeah, what he said, what Donald Trump said yesterday is bad. I don't like it. Uh, I think it's really counterproductive, just not helpful. Uh, And it's, I, I grant you, it sounds racist on the surface. I don't know if he meant it that way. I don't know him well enough. But... Why did they ignore all of the racist statements by Barack Obama? They didn't care about any of them. They didn't report on them. They didn't go crazy like this. I mean, to the point where when Glenn called him or mused on the Fox morning show that he might, he might have some problems with white people, that he might be racist. That made Glenn a racist. (laughs) But Jim Acosta, who said virtually the same thing about Trump. President of the United States just seems to have a problem here, Wolf, in this Mm -hmm. area. And we can tiptoe around it. We can dance around it and not really put our finger on it. But But the president seems to harbor racist uh, feelings feelings. about people of color. Oh, boy. What a racist Jim Acosta is. Jim Acosta, who once referred to President Trump as a racist. Are we going to be saying that in 2024? I don't think so. They're not saying it today. <laughs> and compare that. Compare that statement to what Glenn said. This president, I think, has exposed himself as a guy over and over and over again who has a deep-seated hatred for white people or the white culture. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Huh. Wait a minute. You, you're not stating emphatically you're positive he's a racist. You're just kind of... Trying to figure it out. And then Glenn goes on to cite what he sees as evidence is the fact that the man marinated in Jeremiah's Jeremiah Wright's church. For 20 years. Two decades of every week absorbing this anti-white, mm. anti-government, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. hate message. Uh, but no, he could not possibly be a racist. He wasn't there on those Sundays. <laughs> Yeah, he never, supposedly he never heard the racism from Jeremiah, right? Isn't that what we were told? Mm-hmm. So wait, so. That's preposterous. So you don't go to church, Mr. Or, President? Or when you go to church, you don't listen? <laughs> yeah. What, do you sleep during during the service? What in the world? <laughs> I do remember one time <laughs> Obama was busted tweeting during church. And that was a big deal. Like, oh my gosh, how could he be doing that? Um, hmm. That seems a little bit uh, minor compared to the amount of tweeting going on with the current president. <laughs> but anyway, just an aside there. Was he actually in church when he tweeted? Yeah, and it was. It uh, wasn't. I think it might have been even connected to what was going on. Some event. It wasn't that big of a deal. But everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, the president just tweeted during church." Um, <laughs> if, if if only that was the only kind of Twitter-related presidential nonsense we had to worry about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway. 
Those were the days. Mm-hmm. You don't get good those. times. You don't get those back. <laughs> nope. Not anymore. I don't know. I mean, look how much it's changed. What were we just so bad? What were we talking about? Oh, I know what we were talking about just before the show today. Off the air, we were talking about CNN. How many times did they let uh, Shatake go over the air? Yeah, they the, said the S word thirty six times. Thirty six times. Mm-hmm. And you and I were like, man, so times have changed quite a bit from I don't know last Tuesday. I mean, seriously. Right. I, I don't know a time when that's ever happened. Don't try to um, make sense of anything. Like, literally, mm-hmm. the world is so different than it was five months ago, five years ago. Uh, you, you talk about... You wouldn't about, recognize the country. Glenn used to say all the time, <laughs> right. there'll be a time when you won't recognize your country. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I mean... Here we be. Here we are. Mm. Justin in Illinois. You're on the blaze. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Hey, uh, so listening to your the conversation about uh, Governor Abbott and being the Grand Marshal, mm-hmm. before they canceled it, did, did anybody ask him what he identified as? Because <laughs> he may identified as a black man. My gosh, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah, I don't. I don't racist. know if we ever got yeah. his his uh, you know inner identity mm-hmm. determined. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's uh... that's a good point. Yeah. Good. Yeah, because that changes. Because I mean, he may be a black man, and we don't even know. Yeah. Right? No one's he, bothered to ask He him. may have just connected with that. Or and, he might be a black you know, woman. You never know. Thanks a lot, Justin. That's, I know he does identify with the handy capable in the nation. That's for sure. <laughs> wow. So maybe he's also identifying as as black and, uh, and a woman. I don't know. That would have been a good question. Mm, hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> What was the other hashtag? hashtag oh, time's up. Hashtag me too. Hashtag, hashtag time's Wait, up. Was that an actual hashtag? Yeah. Well, how do you get the uh, the little apostrophe there? It's a contraction. Hashtag times. Can you not do it? No. So uh, look at that. Yeah. Really? What can we do? Wait, wait a minute. Mr. Mr. Tweet. Yeah. Does it know how a hashtag works? Well, I this. just never use contractions. I. I oh, okay. Yeah. So look, hashtag time's up. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a little cute little scales of justice there. How do you get a, now, how do you start a hashtag with the little picture thing? That's what I want to know. But look at that. It's mm. grammatically incorrect. There should be an apostrophe. There yes. should. Yes, there should. I'm offended by lack of... As well you should be. ...grammar accuracy on Twitter. Daniel in Florida, welcome to The Blaze. Hey, hello, Pat. Thanks hey. for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, uh, I tend to think that me and Donald Trump must have similar thought processes because... I understand what he's getting at without even trying. Mm-hmm. Like when I hear him say "asshole country," I don't think about skin color at all. That has nothing to do with what the country is. Right. I think of a country that has corrupt government, whose people are largely illiterate and unskilled and impoverished, in no small part because of the first three things. Yeah. And when we bring them here, what do they do? They get onto our welfare system and often stay there life yeah and do we really need to import this generational poverty that's going to continue to drain us or do we want people who are going to bring skills and independence and honestly none of that would even matter if part of the conditions of immigrating to this country was you cannot have any form of welfare or life if you come here if you move here from another country you have to be self-sufficient or you'll go home Mm-hmm. Then who cares? You know, if you think you can make it here, come on. What do you got for us? You know, how are you going to make us better without sucking on the government teeth? Wouldn't it have been 
a wonderful world. If the president of the United States could have summed it up as eloquently in his meeting yesterday as you just did, wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great. And you're exactly right. Uh, it doesn't have to mean people of color. In fact, I, I'm the same way. I don't. I don't even think of the color of the color of their skin. It's there are certain images that come to your brain when you think of countries. Um, let's take an eastern, a former Eastern Bloc nation like. Slovakia. Do you think that that's a wonderful place you'd want to live? I, I don't. Uh, Romania? Yeah. No, I I don't. Uh, Ch Czech Republic? And maybe a little bit more because I think their their leadership is more conservative now and they've come around. But there's a lot of places with white people in them that I consider assholes. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah. pr appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Daniel. I would like to point out that uh, the tax rate in Slovakia is either 19 or 25%. So they have two, two yeah. levels, two brackets, two brackets, and, um, lower than ours. <laughs> just, I'm just, please continue. Well, so is Russia. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, if yeah, we're going to play Russia. that game, yeah. 13% flat tax for, for Russians. 888 wow. There's a whole bunch of other things going on today that uh, we want to share with you as well. Uh, and I want to play this. I'm uh, Ami Horowitz. Uh, bit where he went to NYU. Is it Ami? Did I did I say it right? It's Ami. Yeah, you're good. Ami, Ami Horowitz. Ami Horowitz. Uh, he he went to uh, NYU, and he asked students on the campus about certain policies, and asked them whether they were from the Communist Manifesto or the Democrat National Platform. <laughs> Fascinating occurrence. <laughs> you won't. Well, you might believe it. We'll play that for you coming up. And Chewing the Fat with Jeffy next. Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. For chewing the fat with our, with our friend uh, Jeffy. Triple eight, 933.93. What do you have today? What's going on? All right. I just want to congratulate Donald Trump, the president on? of the United States of America. Uh -huh. uh, genius move. Genius move. Well, he's a very stable genius. Uh, and so I think uh, it's probably very much calculated. Oh, my gosh. It's so calculated. I mean, yesterday was the day that Trump made the left spend 24 hours saying how beautiful and successful the crap hole countries are, mm -hmm. thus negating their argument that illegals can't go home because their home country is a crap hole. Genius. Uh, <laughs> if that were the calculation, Genius. it would actually be. Who's who's making that excuse just, for him? Just someone on Twitter. Just a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a good point. Though. I know. It's a good. Point. I know it is. Where do they I doubt have that, to go? I doubt that. Uh, Back to I their doubt wonderful, that that's a plan, but I bet you he no, uses it's, it. It's not the plan, but <laughs> it's a good idea. It is. It's good. No, I know. I like the spin. I know. Right. Well, I wanted to know if we could, if we could promote it, Keith. That was what I was asking. I'm saying that if you say that, 
while the engineers in the other room. Perhaps we could let the audience in on what was going on here. Well, well I'm trying. I'm just wondering if I. Could you know, this is a something. radio. So Jeffy wants to know show, if right? we can promote the fact that moron trivia will be happening in the near, near future. Well, I have a story to talk so, about the Super Bowl. I, I thought maybe yeah, tie, just tie. Just in. talk about the Super Bowl. We'll leave that for another time. It is possible, though, that more on trivia. We're working on it. Will return because the it. Super Bowl this year, uh, the Cindy, Friday before Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. Cindy Crawford is going to be back, doing uh, what for Pepsi? Pepsi? Oh, really? For Pepsi? Yeah. Wow. And she's. Uh, I mean, I got to say, she's wow. happy. She said she's. Uh, she's recreated her iconic 1992 <laughs> Super Bowl ad for twenty six years ago. Jeez. I mean, she is, uh, and you know, the thing is that she's 51 now, and she's kind of hideous. Yeah, right. She's not looking good at all. If by not looking good, you mean the same as she looked then? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how good she looks. It's like she made a deal with somebody. (laughs) And I'm willing to make that deal. She and Christy Brinkley have really seriously not changed that much. And she's happy that she's working with her 18-year-old son (laughs) on this commercial. Uh, the Super Bowl ad is going to show, you know, her iconic ad, and then uh, Michael Jackson's Pepsi commercial. But uh, at fifty-one, uh, Christy looks pretty good. You mean Cindy Crawford? Or Cindy Crawford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cindy. So wait, they're Cindy. they're showing Michael Jackson's and it's, her old one. They're, she's not in a yeah, new it's, one. It's the new what? Super Bowl ad. Yes, she is. Yeah, in she is in the new one. Yes. Okay. And then they're they're adding to this because it's uh, this is the this is. The Pepsi, Pepsi generation, 120 year history in pop pop culture. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting. But that uh, the picture of her, and I think we had it up there. I mean, I was good to see her back on the screen. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a year now since uh, Trump uh, went after Jake Acosta and uh, had this to say in this particular press conference, uh, starting the. Uh, the beginning of the big fake news. And this was, I watched this today. Jim Acosta, you mean? Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's can you give us a chance Let's to go. ask a question, sir? Go ahead. Sir, can Quiet. you state, Quiet. Can, Mr. President-elect, go ahead. Can you state categorically, a question. Mr. President-elect, can you give us a question? Don't be You're rude. attacking us. Can you give us a question? Don't be rude. Can you no, give us a question? I'm you, not going to give you a can question. You sta- can you state categorically? You are fake news. Sir, go ahead. can you state categorically that nobody, no, Mr. President-elect, that's not appropriate. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not going to give you a question. You are fake news. <laughs> That's not appropriate. Oh, you had no idea what you were in store for that it wasn't appropriate. Uh, so that, that was, was a year ago. No, that today. was a year ago. A year ago yesterday, the 11th. Mm. Yes. Okay. And uh, but the fake news awards from Donald Trump that we're all you know waiting for bated breath. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be uh, going to the most corrupt and biased of the mainstream media. Going to be presented to the losers. On next Wednesday, January 17th. Mm-hmm. Or rather than, because uh, we were waiting for him this week, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, he said the interest and uh, importance of these awards are far greater than anyone could have anticipated. Mm-hmm. Are they? Are they? <laughs> yes, he said are so. Are they? He said so. I mean, I know that we're all looking forward to him. You, the reason oh, that he, yeah. but, but I think the reason that he postponed him really is because Monday was coming out after the Golden Globes and he would have been overshadowed. Uh-huh. So it was like, ooh. Well, he could have done it this Wednesday or, you know. But no, they're too important. And he needs, yeah, no, no, no. He needs to let it marinate a little bit longer. And he can't do it on MLK Day. 
right, right, right. So it's got to be, yeah. And, and speaking week, of that, that perfect. is unbelievable. Yeah, that they canceled the parade. Rather than allow this to go forward with Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, as I challenge anybody, anyone, to give me one racist policy of Governor Greg Abbott. Give me one. What do I do? Nobody ever, I mean, people keep making these sweeping statements like everything he, every policy he has is racist. Well, okay. What? Should be really easy to tell me one. It sure would. Should be really easy. Go ahead, go. Go. What is it? In fact, I'll let you take a couple of breaths. Go ahead, take a couple of breaths and then tell me. Gentlemen. Uh Uh-huh. He's white. Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. Done. He's white. He's, um. So every white person is racist. That's my point. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, I can't believe that they canceled the parade. I really can't. I mean, cowards. That's a, They're that's cowards. A, that's a big parade to cancel. I know. I mean, it would have been easier. I mean, it, it was, they were scared to cancel the governor, mm-hmm. so they canceled the parade. Exactly what I happened. Dare say, wow. I dare say it's racist to cancel the Martin Luther King Jr. parade in of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, was and it was for, you know, safety reasons, and they gave, I'm sure no, that they, they gave No, they said they didn't have the right permit. That's the excuse they gave. We didn't get the right permit. How long have you been doing this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Is today your first day? Yeah, Wasn't the thing. Toyota lady in charge of all like five or six parades around this entire Metroplex? It's crazy. I mean, it's just cowardice. That's all it is. They just cowardly decided we can't deal with it. We're going to cancel it. Is it fair to say they don't wow. have the giblets, Pat? It is fair to say that. I mean, that's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Next. Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. Uh, Walmart, we found out yesterday, closing 63 Sam's Clubs. You know, they made such a big deal about giving people raises and bonuses. And uh, then we find out, uh -uh, we're closing Sam's Clubs. 63 of them. Gone goodbye. How many are there altogether? Well, the thing is, and I don't know that number, actually. I think it said in the story, but I'm not really sure how many there were. But you're still talking about 11,000 people impacted, right? And it was pretty, uh, you know, it was pretty quick. Like, I mean, some employees weren't even told the stores were closing until they showed up for work. And there were, you know, police there saying, no, no, the stores are closed and you're out of work. Have a nice day. I mean, that's kind of scary. Yeah, right? it's amazing. But they, look, do they do they have the, the business right to do that? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they're using um, a few of the stores, I think a dozen or so, maybe a little bit more than a dozen, as uh, e-commerce stores. Because, you know, that's what Walmart is really pushing now is online stuff. So they need Trying a place. to compete with Amazon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, I mean, they're hanging in there okay. 660 okay, Sam's Clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, that's, I mean, that's a good chunk. Yeah. And there's, I 10%. mean, there's three in Texas okay. uh, closing, which I was a little surprised of, mostly mm-hmm. in Houston. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, Houston, New Caney, San Antonio. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that there's other Sam's Clubs in Houston. <laughs> yes. And that's, I mean, that's their that's their argument is that the area didn't grow as much as they thought. Uh, the stores weren't doing as much business. The area didn't grow as much as they thought uh, in Houston. That's what they Texas. were saying. It's growing exponentially like Dallas is? Well, okay. Well, how much did you think it was going to grow? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if they have, the store might be too close, right? They might have misjudged how close Possibly. The, the neighborhoods. But they're sure. usually, those companies yeah. are really good about that. 
Yeah, especially I mean, especially Walmart. They've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, a and, long time. I mean, there's just when you think that uh, man, there's that Walmart is awful mm. close to that other Walmart. I don't think they're going to do any business. Wrong. Yeah, and they're <laughs> packed, start to finish, <laughs> all the time. Mm. But I was kind of it's kind of strange to see uh, see them just shut down like that without any notice on a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them are still going to be open for another couple of weeks, and they're going to help people, uh, you know, try to apply for the e-commerce jobs and try to find them other jobs. But to just say uh, we're closed and uh, we're done, lock the doors, have the police there, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. That's a little rough. Uh, apparently, animals are going uh, crazy around uh, around the United States. Uh, we need to uh, we need to send out a warning to people to beware of. Many different types of animals. Uh, in Florida, uh, the McKay monkeys uh, living outside the Florida State Parks are uh, infected with uh, herpes, a strain of herpes. When and were you so there last? These, uh, when, how long ago was it that you were visiting Florida? That... <laughs> I mean, I was in Florida not What's long ago. What's the incubation ago. time for herpes? <laughs> I will say that... Uh, <laughs> it's like you were not just there not, not <laughs> too many months ago. I don't. I don't want to say that it's not possible, but it's, it's unlikely. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's unlikely. These are mm-hmm. these are different kind of mm-hmm. feral McKay monkeys that are roaming just... around. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're roaming in you know Ocala, Sarasota, Tallahassee regions. That's not. Oh, you were in Tampa, so you're safe. Well, I mean, Sarasota and Sar- Ocala is kind of close to the Tampa <laughs> <laughs> So be careful from those. And then in Maine, we have a, a skiing center that uh, is telling people, beware of a, of a mad owl. That gets angry? Uh, people are walking and skiing down these trails, and the owl is attacking them. <laughs> of coming in and just striking them in the head. Flying down and attacking them. Well, so like have a nice day. Look out. <laughs> That's Jeez. like an extra want, element to try to get down the black diamond. That is. You know? That is. It, that, <laughs> <laughs> and apparently owls are quiet, too, when they attack. Oh. Like, you know, some birds make a noise or whatever. Uh-huh. Owls, like, are, those, are stealth, man. <laughs> you don't even see it coming. Next thing you know, you're whacked in the head from an owl, man. What was that? I want video. It's an owl. <laughs> apparently, they're saying that maybe the bird, uh, you know, has uh, babies by. They're uh-huh. trying to, you know, aggress. But they don't know. They don't know what the problem is. They're just telling people, "Hey, look out! Look out!" Might have herpes, <laughs> like those monkeys. But don't look at me about the owls, man. <laughs> I mean, I've already, I've already, yeah, given no, in a little bit to the monkeys. Yourself but... from all this. I, you haven't been to Florida in a long time. <laughs> When's the last time you were skiing? It's been quite some time. <laughs> and then uh, out west in uh, the San Francisco Bay, uh, sea lions are uh, biting people. They're swimming, attacking them. Uh, just lately, uh, yesterday, a woman was swimming from the South End Rowing Club. Now, get, I want to get this right. You're in the South End Rowing Club, but you're swimming. Anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, she was attacked. They dra- grabbed her leg. He chomped on her leg, drag her, drug her underwater. But what? They finally rescued her. I've never heard of that. I know. Well, the sea lions, you know, if you're swimming, uh, sea lions, you know, they're underneath you and they look up. Uh-huh. That's why that's why uh, surfboarders get attacked a lot, too, because uh-huh. they look up and they go, ooh, food. Well, And they attack and they drag you under. Now, that she lived, so I'm sure the sea lion, you know, they're attacking humans because they're, so... they're hungry. Well, no. And they're like, they get the human and they realize, ooh, that's a human. I think they it's because they're go. so protected out mm-hmm. there that they just feel entitled to do whatever the 
Heck, they want to. That's very possible, but they're not <laughs> killing. You know, they're uh-huh. not killing yet. Uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Well, why? yeah, because if they're not going to be punished for this, then they're just going to be emboldened. And, and, I will say, and I will say it is possible that the sea lions have herpes. It is, is possible. possible. I mean, I don't want, you know, sea lions I'm, with herpes. I'm not, I'm not taking any credit for it. I'm just saying that there is a, <laughs> there is a possibility that it could happen. Good stuff there. A lot of animal stories. Uh, in, uh, you know, the uh, Consumer Electronics Show is going on. We talked a little bit about that uh, earlier in the week. But uh, good news coming from uh, Vegas now. Uh, <clears throat> CES Technology now has uh, robot strippers uh, for the party uh, in Vegas this year, which was fascinating because i gotta tell you i'm looking at the pictures and i don't know if they're gonna post any put any up of the the dancing robots but it really doesn't do much for you mm. uh, it's it's robots yeah uh, i don't know why that would be uh, robots but do the robots have herpes these particular robots very well Not could yet. after give Vegas. them a couple <laughs> after, years after this party is yes, they yeah. absolutely could yes it's very possible and uh we talk about how to handle being accused of sexual harassment. Oh, and yeah, you're brushing if up you're on that? Guilty, if you're guilty. Sorry. Monkey if, called me and if, asked me to get you ready for your defense. If you're guilty, mm-hmm. do you fight it or say, yes, you know, it was me? Well, Dan Harmon, uh, former community writer uh, for, I don't want to get straight. He's the show the, Community. He's the Dan Harmon is the creator of Community. Of Community. The, one of the writers, Megan Gantz. Had accused him. Yes. And he of came, treating her very badly. And he said, yes, I did. Yeah, he put it on a podcast, too. Yeah. I mean, he came out and said... Uh, I'll do whatever you want me to do to I make drank, this right. I drank, I took pills, I crushed on her and resented her for not reciprocating. And the entire time I was the one writing her paychecks and in control of whether she stayed or went or whether she felt good about herself or not. And I said horrible things. He admits I mean, it, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And she uh, you know, said, look, uh okay, I you're forgiven. I forgive you. She did forgive him. Yeah, because initially she said, "Sorry, I'm not there yet." Uh, but maybe one day I will be. She's already there. Uh, she said, it's "Pretty good." Uh, I listened. I listened because I expected an apology, but what I didn't expect was relief. I'd feel just hearing him say these things actually happened. I didn't dream it. I'm not crazy. Ironic. The only person that could give me that comfort is the one person I'd never ask. I mean, that's. <laughs> Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he I, was. He said he was. Yeah, I was really bad. Right. I, I was. Okay, so. Terrible to her. And look, 100%. Good for him for coming out and saying, look, I was a douchebag. And, yeah. And you're right. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And I'll do whatever you need to do. I shouldn't have been that way. But if you're not guilty, mm-hmm. we still haven't reached a point where people think you're not guilty if you say no. No, that's right. We've all we're still at the point of uh, you get accused, you're guilty, and that's got to stop sometime. Well, it's got to. It should never have started. This is America, where the assumption is innocence until somebody proves that you're guilty uh, of something. I mean that that we're, we're, we're supposed to be that way, uh, right? Yeah, and we're in the opposite territory right now, and it's 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 un-American. It sure is. It's un-American. It sure is. Now, uh, one last thing. Uh, I've had enough of winter. Okay. It's cold enough here okay. in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, it was actually snowing, uh, flurries For a full, in South Lake, like Texas. Seven minutes. It was uh, more than ten, maybe ten. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, as I'm driving, uh, then the sun came back out and it disappeared. <laughs> yes, and it never stuck. <laughs> but to it was them. still cold. No, there was no. It was cold Which, enough on the ground for it to last. Yeah, but it was pretty. It it was pretty amazing. 
Uh, uh, seeing it, how it was fun uh, to see. Yeah, it was fun to see yeah. the snow. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen snow before. I was just kind of teasing, but I've had enough of it. Okay, okay. winter's over. Let's get back to the well. Heat. If you've had enough of it, then I guess it yeah. must stop. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Now you you had a lot of animal stories today. Um, we we have something that uh, could be helpful. Um, they are coming out within the next ten years with a pet translator. Going to be able to understand what animals say in human language. Language. I've got some kind of algorithm. So within ten years, we're going to be able to apply that to this segment and finally be able to know what the hell it is you're talking about, which would be be nice. The seal, actually. The seal. The seal. Translated from animal into human. (laughs) Be great. The the old joke with the uh, the uh, cowboys and the sheep. Uh huh. Sheep lie. You know the Indian. I, the Indian can talk to the sheep and know what they say. Okay. And the cowboy sheep lie. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed uh, coming up. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Glenn and Tanya started this company because they were really frustrated with trying to sell their home in Connecticut, and they could, they couldn't get it done. They couldn't find anybody to do a good job for them to sell it for the right amount. I mean, they got really bad advice. So they thought, wow, we need to do something about that. And they did. Because home, the home that you buy is going to be more than likely the biggest investment you ever make in your life. So you got to have good advice. You want help uh, in buying or selling your home. Because if you mess that up, it has repercussions for a long time. Real Estate Agents I Trust is a network of over 1,200 agents all over America that are rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. About They find out about their experience level, their marketing plans, their character, and uh, the results they get for their clients. Those are the barometers they use to determine whether or not real estate agents can be part of this. And they're also fans of his show, so they, sh- they share your values. If you need to sell a home fast and for the most money, or if you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and you'll be introduced to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Get moving with real estate agents. I trust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. To Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 uh, Start of Donald Trump's second year as President of the United States. It's been a rough one. This has been a rough beginning to the, uh, to the second year. I guess we're actually in the second week of the second term, but wow. Plus, we've got the State of the Union address coming up, and Democrats are already planning protests and bringing sexual harassment victims into it, and uh, it's just going to be a fiasco. Uh, It's going to be a tough couple of weeks here. And, uh, you know, now you've you've got the breakup between Trump and Bannon. You have people trying to backtrack uh, on their support for Bannon or Bannon supporting them. I was really fascinated by uh, Kelly Ward, who is a Senate candidate in Arizona. And she was asked yesterday, 
about the endorsements she's received. Do you expect an endorsement from President Trump? You know, I've gotten so many amazing endorsements. I'm so proud to have Senator Rand Paul on my team. Uh, I've also had endorsements from people like Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and Mark Levin, conservative stalwarts. (laughs) And, uh, you know, Steve Bannon, uh, you know, I don't know that I actually you really know, got I, a, a full endorsement from Steve. Well, I think but, you were his uh, candidate. You know, uh, you know, I, I, uh, no, I, actually, I, I think that my... I love that. I, I, well, it's actually you uh, are the one who alerted everybody to it. Well, I, 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 I don't, I just, it's that... I, I'm, the message uh, it, resonated with the things that Donald <laughs> Trump said on the campaign trail. Oh. Uh, the America First Agenda that actually began way back in 2010 I hear you. With, the, with the Tea Party but, movement. But Dr. Ward, I'm, so, only, I'm only looking um, at your press release. Hold on one second. I'm only looking at your press release where you sure. say Ward has received national endorsements from Rand Paul, Laura Ingram, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, Dick Morris, and Steve Bannon. So that's where I'm yes. getting my information. Yes, but he was never it, part of my campaign. He was never an she advisor. Didn't say he, he was. was. He, I mean, he's not somebody that. Uh, why is that necessary? Why can't you just say, well, I can't help it if he didn't endorse me? Fine, you know, what, uh, whatever. What is your source? I don't support him, he supports me. What's your source for knowing that he endorsed you, though? Well, it's your press release. It's it's the press release that I sent out. Well, I mean, I, you know, so well, that's that's my only source is I don't know you. <laughs> well, I but it's uh, at the time I I don't now it's I can't I, I don't know that he fully endorsed. Well, you said he did. Yeah, but just say yes. I don't endorse him though. I, I wouldn't. That is. Oh, what a world. What a world. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Of course, all of this uh, asshole country stuff and these other little minor <laughs> issues that we've got are really kind of deflecting us from some of the bigger issues that exist. And I, I think we all kind of suspect that, and that's sort of in the back of your mind the whole time. One of the things that's going on is is the, uh, the passage of... The, the spying that's been going on on the American people, that continuing, uh, despite the fact that Rand Paul said he was going to filibuster that, turns out, uh, I don't think he didn't, right? It just kind of didn't. Um, here's another interesting story. Speaking of our First Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, Fifth Amendment rights, for reasons that aren't immediately clear, uh, social media is a buzz right now about a 15-year-old article in which reporters for an Oregon alternative newspaper pul- published the contents of city officials' trash in order to prove a point. It's kind of fun. <laughs> Story is old, but the amazed reactions to it illustrate a valuable point. People don't understand that their trash isn't safe from prying eyes, including the eyes of police. Mm. In fact, if you live in a decent-sized city, there's a pretty good chance Local police have already rifled through your trash at least once. 
The background of the article is fairly straightforward. The city of Portland, Oregon claimed and still claims they have the right to search through their citizens' trash without a warrant. Oh, man. In that respect, they're not unlike most other U.S. cities, which have policies allowing police to search through citizens' trash that's left out for pickup. And they have the support of the U.S. Supreme Court as well, which has held that these searches don't violate the Fourth Amendment. Wow. As a result of the Supreme Court decision, most large city narcotics units have started doing random spot checks of citizens' trash left at the curb as they look for for drugs. If you think that's no big deal because you don't use drugs, you might want to consider what else is in your trash people can see. They're, they're going to find a lot of Bluebell ice cream empty containers in my trash. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Tell you that. That's thing one. Uh, they're going to find a lot of Eggo waffle containers hmm, that are empty. Or, is it plain or blue? Usually your... plain, hmm. but I don't mind the blueberry at all. That's pretty good. Chocolate oh. chip, too. It's pretty Ooh. nice. Wow. Time you to time. live large, my friend. So to make a point, though, Portland's police police chief was arguing uh, just a little while before the contents of uh, his trash were gone through that the contents of people's trash, that's that's not private. Now he sings a different tune because the contents of his trash were released. That is genius. That's genius. You got a guy defending. Well, that's not private. No. It's your trash. We can go through that anytime we want. Okay. Let's see if you like it. So they went through his trash and he claimed, hey, that's very cheap. He pointed out, uh, as, as the people who looked through it pointed out, a credit card number with a summary of his wife's investments, an email prepping the mayor about a, his job application to be police chief of Los Angeles, hmm. a well-chewed cigar stub, and a handwritten note scribbled in pencil on a napkin that was so personal it made them cringe. I, I, I wish they would have... They also drew his attention to a newsletter from the conservative political advocacy group Focus on the Family addressed to Mr. and Mrs. Mark Croker. Are you a member of Focus on the Family? We asked. No, the chief replied. Is your wife? You know, he said, it's none of your business. As we explained our thinking, chief of police, who's usually polite to a fault, cut us off in mid-sentence. Okay, we're done. Huh. Wow. So Focus on the Family, that's a bad thing to be part of? Shut up. These, these left-wing people. But they're making a point, so it's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, the mayor, meanwhile, demanded the return of the trash she had left on the curb and threatened legal action. Paper returned to recycling, but published the contents anyway. Only the district attorney took the stunt with equanimity, asking reporters if they planned to charge him for the trash pickup. Uh, as the reporters noted, they found nothing especially salacious in the garbage of any city officials, but they were able to put together a remarkable picture of their private lives based on the contents of their trash. The reporters noted this about the haul they made from people's garbage. Invasion of privacy? This is a frontal assault, a D-Day, a Norman conquest of privacy. We know the chief's credit card number. We know where he buys his groceries. We know how much toilet tissue he goes through. We know whose Christmas cards he threw out, whose wedding he skipped, whose photo he threw away. 
We know what newsletters he gets and how much he's socked away in the stock market. We even know he's thinking about a new car which and which he which model he's considering. Now, you might think, well, so what? Uh, that's not incriminating evidence. Again, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. You should not, without, without probable cause, as stated in the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. I don't care if there's anything incriminating or not. I don't care if it's embarrassing or not. You can't do it. You can't do it without probable cause. And that's the point they, the advocacy paper um, was making with these officials. It's a great job. Yeah. Great job. Uh, and as you're reading that, I'm trying to noodle this out in my own head, and I'm thinking, you know, when you're a news crew, right, and someone doesn't want you on their property with the video camera, you know, just doing an interview or something, mm-hmm. they say, get off my property. Well, then you can go stand out on the sidewalk, the public place, or in the street, a public place. Is that the justification by courts such as the Supreme Court to say, hey, you put your trash in a public place? I don't know. I, I, uh, Possibly. I dislike any kind of violation of privacy, and this is mm-hmm. a very bad one. Um, but my gosh, man, if it's out on the street, are you effectively saying, here, I'm putting it out here in a public place? Or It's it- also a really good reminder that even if it's not a, an official doing it, a law enforcement official, somebody can come by and they got his credit card number. Mm-hmm. Somebody can come by and steal your identity just like that. You need to shred, shred all of it. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Just shred it before it goes into the garbage. Ugh. Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Good. Yeah, I was wondering uh, when uh, the blaze, you guys are going to get a journalist into the White House uh, press briefings. So we get somebody asking like honest questions that's not really partisan and just wants the truth. Yeah. Uh, we had one for a while. I don't know what happened to him. You did? Yeah, we did. Hmm. Uh, I think he got called on once by Obama in eight years. <laughs> I think one time they called on him, but they, he usually just sat in the room and they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they acted as if he did he didn't exist. He was like invisible. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we still do have somebody there. Fred Lucas. Fred you Lucas. guys got to, you yeah. guys got to, you, you got to get, you got to get somebody in there or actually just come up with a bunch of fake media things and just stock the place with your people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I'd, I'd like to see it because basically we need set of partisan journalism, right or left, whatever. We need people, journalists, asking questions, right? You like it or not, mm-hmm. here's the question. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's what we need. I mean, because these journalists, it's, it's they're partisan. They're yeah, basically, they you know, one asks a question, and then the other one's right behind them asking the same question a different way. It's, but uh, you guys do a great job. Thanks a lot, Dave. Appreciate it. I, I think there are journalists like that, and we've mentioned them. There are there are two that I know of. There's uh, John Carl from ABC, and there is Jake Tapper at CNN. I happen to think he does a really good job. President disagrees with that, but I, th- I think he's great. But there are scant few. When you can only think of two, that's pretty bad in this landscape. 888-900-3393. In 2017, so last year, Spain past the United States of America for second place in tourism in the world. The world's second most visited country now is Spain. The first most visited country, any idea who that would be? Um, I think we talked about it earlier. Slovakia. Oh, <laughs> no? Norway. No, I think they're just Haiti? like third. Haiti. No, although they're top 600. Sure. 
They're top 600 for sure. So the question is, the number one number destination one country. Destination. For, I've got a guess. It's not us. I've got one. Who do you really think it is? I really think it's going to be Ireland. No, you don't. Do you? I don't know. It's not Ireland. Canada? No. Russia? <laughs> Canada. Vietnam? <laughs> I'm running out of... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't. Nope, Mexico? not Japan. Mexico, Mexico. Not Me- Mexico. No. Not. Mexico? Well, that's a big... There's too much violence in Mexico for people that's to... That's true, but they've Come got on. Cancun, I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm they really do. I'm trying to guess. It's they not Australia. Puerto Vallarta, right? they have a lot of really nice resort areas. Mm. Madagascar? It, n- no. Well, now I'm totally out of guesses. N- now you're I out. I knew it was that one all along. How about... It's not Australia either. It's France. France is the number one tourist destination okay, in the world. Whatever. You believe that? Yeah, I don't. France. I mean, I've always wanted to go to France too, so I guess I can relate to but it. See, everybody I shouldn't I know be that surprised. Says that I want to, I go, want to go to, to France, France, but, but they no never one do. ever says, "Oh, let me show you these pictures we just got back from France." France. It's Italy. I hear Italy a lot. Yeah, Italy would be nice too. Huh. Uh, but 82 million people visited. Uh, in 2017, a 9% increase in Spain, despite all the nonsense that was going on with Catalonia. Mm. It's pretty interesting. Tourism earnings rose 12% there, totaling $104 billion. Um, so the United States was second the year before with $75.6 million. Spain had 75.3, But France had $82.6 million. Now... What are you going to Spain for? What is there? Oh, running of the Bulls, yep. I guess. Some beautiful scenery and some beaches. We have all of... We don't have running with the Bulls, but we have scenery. We have beaches. We have Disney World, Disneyland, all of the amusement places, all of the landmarks. Why would you not... How can we not be the number one destination in the world? That really surprises me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and now we're just third. We're third. Spain's nuts, by the way. Because it's not just the running of the bulls. My family and I were watching this show the other day of they've got the kids every year in this town or this region or whatever. They get to get, not just the kids, it's adults. And then the kids climb to the top of these like, I don't know, 40 foot human towers. Your child is Mm. way up above this sea of humanity. If you see the video, it'll blow your mind. And I think you're going to tweet it out later. But uh, it's so dangerous. It's ridiculous. Mm. People get really injured. But what is up with Spain, man? I mean, there's just some crazy stuff that goes on there, and I guess everyone in the world likes to go and see Maybe it's the food? Hmm. I don't know. I'd rather go to France, Italy, England, before Spain. Canada. Greece. You want to go to Canada, right? I'd rather go to Pocatello, Idaho, I think, than Spain. (laughs) And, you know, what is there there? I beauty. It's just it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. I, I cast no aspersions on Pocatello, Idaho. Uh, you could have a nice potato there. It's, uh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful this time of year. There's blue astroturf there too, in in, in, in Idaho. Well, in Boise, in yeah, Boise, but that's yeah. not Pocatello. Oh, that's uh, right. My it's bad. actually quite a way. Uh, uh, it's it's a drive. It's a hike from Pocatello. It's true. Pocatello to Boise. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm mesmerized by the human pyramid. Tell me you're not shocked by what happens in Spain with the human pyramid and the people climbing up and look at that. You have to hold. Oh, and you on have a little stuff. kid doing yeah, it. Yeah, because you're trying to get the tallest statue and you put the light people on top. What? And so you put a little kid up there. Oh, if they fell, they'd helmet. be dead. Exactly. Welcome to the insanity that is the most visited country in the world, Spain. S- second most. Second, second most. Mo- oh, I'm sorry. Second most. Sorry. Pushed us down to France. third. 
France is number one. I guess it's the Eiffel Tower. What do you, I mean, I do want to see Paris. I do. Uh, so still, I, even though it's like you know, yeah, and that's what they say too. Despite the despite the uh, terrorism that's going on in Europe, mm-hmm. people are still going. They're still going. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I still can't believe Spain has passed the United States of America. I, first of all, I would have thought we were number one in the world in tourism to begin with. Yeah, not France. Uh, Hawaii alone, right? Hawaii, Florida, California, Texas, Iowa. Think of the cornfields you could visit. No, wait. There's nothing wrong with a good corn. South field. Dakota. Actually, they do have, you know, the uh, you know, the Mount Rushmore there, which would be well, cool. Wait a minute. South which Dakota, cool. I've hunted pheasant there. It's a huge state for hunting pheasant. They've got Mount Rushmore, like you said. Mm-hmm. And they've also got <clears throat> Corn Palace. Right. Corn Palace. Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, it's cool. It's a palace made sure. out of corn. Corn. <clears throat> I what does Spain have? Corn. Spain's got nothing. Okay. I mean, of course, I've never been to Spain, but I, I kind of like the music. You see, I, I hear the ladies are insane there, and they, they sure know how to use it. it. Apparently, they don't abuse it. I don't think they're ever going to lose it, but I, I can't refuse it. <clears throat> to coin a phrase from Three Dog Night okay. in you know 1972 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Does the yeah. Uh, rain in Spain... It, I don't know. Is it, I don't know it, what happens with the rain. I think it falls. No, no idea. Mainly. But, I mean, can you imagine going to Spain in the midst of this Catalonia situation where <laughs> they're putting down revolt and there's talk of, uh, and I think they pretty much did, didn't they? I think they pretty much squashed that. Sent troops. And Barcelona is in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Barcelona and Madrid probably are your two main destinations in Spain, I would think. And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of conflict going on there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, we have a new update from the global warmists. Oh, Apparently, ooh, 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 ooh. the cold was not caused by warm. I am so confused now. I just what? figured it out. What? A quick study of the brutal American cold snap has found that the Arctic blast really wasn't global warming, but just a freak of nature. Frigid weather like the uh, two-week cold spell that began around Christmas is 15 times rarer than it was a century ago, according to a team of international scientists who do real-time analysis to see if extreme weather events are natural or more likely to happen because of climate change. Cold snap that gripped the East Coast and Midwest was a rarity that bucks the warming trend. Which is why they have to say, well, yeah, that's part of the warming trend. But this same team had connected several weather events in the last year to man-made global warming, including Hurricane Harvey. How, how do you link Hurricane Harvey 
to global warming when we hadn't had a major hurricane like that in the past 12 years. <laughs> How do you then say, well, yep, see, that's global warming. What do you mean? We... The more frequent, more intense hurricanes you promised in 2005 in Gore's movie didn't occur. And now, only, only now, 12 years later, do we get any kind of major event? Still, they linked it to global warming. I just, I, I don't understand how they get away with it. How can people be this stupid? <laughs> that's, that's my question today. That's the question of the week. How could people be this stupid to believe this stuff? But stupid. It was very definitely strange, especially now, according to Gabriel Vecchi of Princeton, century ago, it wouldn't have been that strange. Things like this are becoming stranger. Now, they're really not. I mean, we have cold snaps all the time. And then sometimes you have a more mild winter. It's always been that way. I think the public frenzy over the recent cold snap illustrated that we're less acclimated to such events. Oh, here we go. Jeez. <laughs> here we go. I don't know why they didn't, just didn't, ex didn't stick to it. It's global warming and leave it at that. They actually said, no, it's, it's not global warming. Uh, that's uh, strange to me because Al Gore was saying it was global warming. And uh, Al Gore, isn't he like their, uh, he's almost, well, he's the, he would be the Pope of the global warming movement, mm. I would think. And right? someone didn't send him a memo on how to describe that cold snap? I guess not. I guess not. Triple eight, nine Also, uh, with all of the sexual harassment and all of the inequality we, we continually hear about, there was another big dust-up because Mark Wahlberg uh, is in this new Ridley Scott movie called um, All the Money in the World. And uh, Wahlberg had to be called back to do some extra work. They had to reshoot some scenes. And so did his female co-star, Michelle Williams. Well, she was only paid um, $80 per day. So she got $1,000 total. Mark Wahlberg got $1.5 for his reshoots. <laughs> so on the surface, that seems pretty bad. Okay, yeah, there's a pay disparity. However, they've actually explained this. Both actors' contracts were completely different and agreed upon prior to filming. Williams' contract required her to do reshoots, which turned out to be much more extensive than planned. Wahlberg received more than 100 times as much money because reshoots were not in his contract. Now, if you don't want to do reshoots or you want to be paid a lot to do them, put that in the contract. Don't overlook that. Wahlberg's agent, who is a big agent, demanded more for Wahlberg's time. Hers didn't. That's what happens. So um, they tried to make a big, big deal out of this. And then somebody actually did the research and found, well, it might look like sexism, but it's not. It's a complicated contractual arrangement. So same thing with um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence when she was screaming about her male actors getting twice as much pay as she did. Well, they did twice as much work in the movie that she whines about all the time where her co-star made more, Bradley Cooper. 
Uh, he did. He was seen in like forty-three scenes, and she was in nineteen or something. So yeah, that's more than double the work you did. So yeah, he got paid more for that. And when you dig into the facts of almost all of this pay inequity involving men and women, it almost always turns out to be something logical like that. When you compare apples to apples, women make the same as men in in just about every case. And we just can't, even though the Washington Post has repeatedly backed that up and said that's a fact and called this pay inequality thing a lie, they've given it either three or four Pinocchios on multiple occasions. We still can't rid ourselves uh, of, uh, of this fallacy. We still have to hear that oh, women, men make uh, 80, $100 for every $80 that women make. No, it, it's just you can't sum it up that simply. Because men do different jobs. Men get into different industries. Men work uh, their whole lives when sometimes women stop to take care of kids or whatever. It's just part of life. Triple eight. Nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also, I want to get into this. Um, well, I want to show you the, the, some of the worst MSNBC moments of the year. This is fun. The Washington Free Beacon put this together. I, I don't think we have time for it here. We'll do it on the other side. Um, how much time do we have left here? Is it a minute still? Minute and a half? Okay. Uh, let's go to Linnell in Utah. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Uh, good to talk to you guys. You too. I don't know how you'll uh, be able to... Uh, contain all the MSNBC stupid clips in even a year's worth of time. <laughs> it's going to be tough. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Yes. You need a year. So, <laughs> I, uh, I'm back in Texas. Woohoo! All right. So, uh, actually going to be uh, hanging out in Dallas Fort Worth, so I'm hoping maybe to uh, time uh, my load so I can. Come to the show, maybe, or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, i got a question that's been plaguing me. Um, you know how when politicians, especially like uh, Warren Hatch, <laughs> jerk, uh, <laughs> when they're always touting all of their great uh, accomplishments that yep. they've made, so many laws and passed so many bills, and mm-hmm. shouldn't they not? passing lots of laws and bills, wouldn't that be more successful? In my mind, it certainly would. Yes. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Linnell. It it would in my mind, no doubt about that. And and that's exactly what Hatch was doing, was proclaiming how great he'd he'd been in his career because he passed so many laws. Yeah, most of them sucked. Most of them were with Ted Kennedy. and, And they made America worse. Yeah, stop passing so many laws. Matt Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, eh. 888-900-3393. Uh, we're hearing from 
Uh, several Republican legislators now. Uh, Senator Tim Scott is saying, is he saying he did hear it? It's pretty accurate? Or is he one that's saying he doesn't recall? No, no, no. Tim Scott says he talked to Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham was in there. Okay. And Graham says... that. yeah, that's uh, that's about what he said. Basically accurate. And then you've got um, other Republican senators, Tom Cotton and David Perdue, who in a joint uh, statement said, we do not recall the president saying these comments specifically. We don't recall. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, there's still a lot more people to hear from. There's quite a few people there. It should be easy to get to the bottom of this. Uh, Got some tweets here uh, from Domacue. A combo at McDonald's in Norway. We were talking about Norway uh, and those socialist countries and, and how they can be, you know, uh, assholes <laughs> based on their socialism. Uh-huh. <laughs> a combo at McDonald's in Norway is $16.75. Yeah, mm. that is absolutely ridiculous. Mm. It's unbelievable. Um, from 1776 principles, my aggravation over Trump's asshole comment is his constant belief that he could say any foul word he wants and get away with it. He's POTUS now. And he can't say those things. I know the media is biased but I will not ignore his language. That's kind of where I am on that. Uh, from Rick Greiner, tourism only counts if they leave. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about Spain passing us uh, for second place in tourism. Uh, and I did mention that. <laughs> that's, why we're, that's why we're slipping, because they're not leaving. Right. <laughs> yes. So many of them just do seem to stay, don't they? Got to tour the whole country. It takes a while. <sighs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, also, we're going to get to your phones here in a second. Uh, 888-900-3393. But I want to get to this. Uh, the worst MSNBC moments of the year as compiled by the Washington Free Beacon. They usually do a great job of their compula- compilations. Here's what they came up with for the worst moments uh, on NBC in 2017. Uh, the best way to post fake news is for people to watch outlets like MSNBC where you report real news all the time. Respectfully said, I don't count myself among Donald Trump's critics. I count myself as a journalist. That he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that if, is the that is our you, job. And I, too, have a pre-existing condition. I'm a woman. Who's asking for a Labor Day rundown in my ear? Our job tonight actually is to scare people to death on this subject. On the incident that left Senator Rand Paul with six broken ribs. This might be one of my favorite stories, although, of course, we don't. Uh, one is, uh, clearly, Senator Paul is still struggling. I don't feel like we're having a really, a really fair conversation. Our perspective as a group, I think, is pretty, pretty informed. And Donald, if you're watching, we're from Queens. I'll meet you in the schoolyard, brother. You need to be school. Um, what I have here uh, is a copy of Donald Trump's tax returns. He has grown. He has changed. What? Has what? Who thinks that? Aside from the numbers being large, uh, these pages are straightforward. This is not a political party. This is a domestic terror group. This isn't what was intended, that we are an armed population. Hunters, their ears were hurting. Because those Imagine hunters, their ears how much were hurting. This anthem thing is a scam. This is to get boys and girls to go fly overseas and go kill people. Mr. President, and I hope you're watching, I don't mind your tweeting. In fact, I quite like it. Bring it on. I'm fine. Um, my family brought me up really tough. This is absolutely nothing. 
next hosts here. Ali Belshi, Stephanie Rule getting settled in the chair. The, the worst you can say about the Democrats is they're too pure. Uh, hurricane season, if you want to say there is a hurricane season any longer because we see these things in all seasons. Said I'll have a little more flexibility to give you what you want after the re-election. I'm sorry, I don't know what you're referring to, Congressman. Stop the hammering. Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? I don't see how giving someone the finger is not inclusion. This girly girl, she's got time for girly men. We don't know what the sadness was in this guy's life. Probably seems that we're at a low point in American history. Last month, the president well, compared Civil War was probably yeah, a little bad. worse. That was bad. Well, I'm worried about what's coming. It does On feel healthcare. like a developing dictatorship. Anyhow, Senate Republicans rolled out their health care bill yesterday. Crazy f***ing sound coming in my ear. This stupid hammering. So why would I raise taxes on them? It's really akin to rape. Because it's the Christian evangelicals down there with their crazy ideas about Israel, which is, I don't know, mythical. They don't understand the situation over there. I'm not sure he's okay. You have that feeling with people right. who are not okay, where it starts to dawn on you that they are not and okay. Getting back to this use of the word sovereign and sovereignty. Did you did you hear a buzzword or a dog whistle? He exhausts me. I'm tired of seeing him. I'm tired of hearing him. With us, we have senior political analyst for NBC News and MSNBC, Mark Halperin, former Democratic Congressman Harold Ford Jr., and New York Times White House correspondent Glenn Thrush, now from Capitol Hill, Democratic Senator Al Franken of Minnesota. That is quite a compilation. Washington Free Beacon does a great job with that stuff. Yeah, they forgot one, though. Yeah. Uh, there was um, Sheila Jackson Lee with the dried blood booger on her face. Oh, yeah. That was on MSNBC, wasn't it? Yeah. That was pretty gross. Uh, I, th- I mean, the dog whistle stuff. Is that a dog whistle? Do you hear a dog whistle? No. The thing is, people don't hear dog whistles. That's why they're whistles for dogs. Because you, you don't hear a dog whistle. Why do you keep asking that question? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> they hear they hear racism in everything. The word Chicago means racism. Apartment. The word apartment mm-hmm. yep. means racism. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the comment by uh, I, I forget his name, but he's he's on that uh, he's on the morning cup of postum with Pete and Susie, his main squeeze thing. Um, he's always on there on on their show, and he was talking about uh, Trump being so tired of seeing him, tired of hearing him. Well, how do you think we felt after eight years of Barack Obama and his socialist garbage? How do you think we felt? Tired? You better believe it. Frustrated? Oh, yeah. Yes. So, welcome. Uh, <laughs> we, we definitely feel your pain. Thanks for feeling ours now. Finally. Finally feeling our pain. Good. I hope you get more tired of him, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> good because they I mean they had no recognition it's amazing they consider they consider Barack Obama almost deity Seriously. we talk about the the North Korean people and how they look at Kim Jong-un and his father and the grandfather I mean is is the left-wing press not there with Barack Obama that guy can do no wrong that guy was above everything uh what did they what did they say, in fact, on news, the Newsweek? Uh, I think it was the, was it the head of Newsweek mm. who was on MSNBC? Come this on. was a few years ago, so this didn't qualify for uh, the best of last year. But listen, listen to this to prove my point. I mean, in a way, Obama's standing above the country, above, above the world. He's sort of God. He's, he's, yeah. he's, 
He's sort of God. Mm, sort of. He's above everything. Right. They actually feel that way about him. They do. Is it, it Was his name Evan Thomas? That's what I thought. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's an unbelievable quote. I mean, in a way, Obama's standing above the country, above above the world. He's sort of God. He's, he, he's, yeah. he's sort of. <laughs> in a way, he's standing above the country, above the world. He's sort of God. Ugh. I, I mean, Disgusting. It, it sums up the way they treated him, though. He could do no wrong for uh, the leftists. 888 thirty three ninety three. Uh Dave in Michigan, you're on the blaze. Hi, Pat. Hi. Hey, man, I just wanted to say a couple of things. You were, you were talking about Spain, Italy, and, and France, you know? Yeah. I, I got to sail with the USS, and um, we, we stopped at all of them. And uh, if I had to go to France, you could hold a gun on me, and I'd go. Italy is sweet. But Spain is really, if you're people people, mm-hmm. Spain is really sweet. That's nectar, man. Oh, really? Good yeah, people and, in Spain? And I, want to, I want to tell you something. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, Glenn was gone, you were filling in for him, and people kept calling you Glenn? Yes. I said, this guy don't even look like Santa Claus. <laughs> I, said, I didn't understand why they kept that up. I, it bothered me. Anyway, I love you guys. I love Thank Mercury. You. I love you guys, and I pray for you every day. Appreciate that. Thank you very much, Dave. Is he calling? Is he calling Glenn Santa Claus? Or is that is, is that what that was? I guess so. <laughs> uh, well, I think people don't pay attention, and uh, you know sometimes. And when you say, "Hey, you're on the Glenn Beck program," they just naturally say, "Glenn, hi, Glenn." <laughs> yeah, yeah, Glenn. I love your show. Listen to it every day. Yeah, you don't even know Glenn's here. What do you mean? Yeah, but last <laughs> he's not week- here. Last week was particularly bad. It I was. mean, it was, re- it was repetitive, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it happened a few times. Uh, but I, don't, I mean, I don't care. Wait Whatever. A, wait a minute. Doesn't matter. Oh my goodness! Wait, if they were confusing you with Glenn, mm-hmm. how does Stu feel right about now? Because Jeffy was in there with you. Oh wow, that yeah, that would make that would that would have made Jeffy Stu. That would have made mm-hmm. Stu suicidal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd appreciate that at all. Mm-hmm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Elon Musk is admitting to uh, having held a uh, or attended a giant sex party, but uh, none of those activities happened while he was there. Tech tech magnet Elon Musk reportedly admits in an upcoming book that he once attended a somewhat well known Silicon Valley sex party, but never engaged in any of those activities. This is on the heels of all of the sexual assault stuff, all of the harassment of women. Supposedly, uh, I just read this article last week. Silicon Valley is nuts with the way they treat women. <laughs> no. Nuts. And they have these massive parties b- by these millionaires and billionaires, and they think they're above everything. And so they just go ahead and... and get together at these parties where there's orgies or you pair off together later. First of all, you have dinner and then it's sex and everybody gets involved with someone. So apparently the rule is you don't have to have sex with a specific person, but you have to have sex with somebody there. 
Like, like, or has, don't come. Has Harvey or Weinstein ever up. been at one of these? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Potted plant might pair off with him. Yeah, I, I don't. I, mean. I don't know. Hmm. So that's apparently what Elon Musk is talking about. Um, but his the account is Elon was at the party for a couple hours, left around one o'clock. After talking with several entrepreneurs about technology and building companies huh. his impression was that it was a corporate party with a costume theme not a six party and there was no indication that it would become one after he left now that's supposedly not the case supposedly they tell everybody what to expect and what they expect in return and supposedly no women can refuse otherwise if you're going to refuse if you're not going to participate you can't be there wow you can't be there they do drugs they do orgies and uh, then they go back to work, and nobody talks about it at work. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Isn't that, it's, we've gotten to a point where it's just so bad that, of course, there's all of this harassment and assault. Uh, people just, they've lost any sort of value, any sort of principles. 888 900 um, somebody wrote in a blog uh, about Elon Musk being there, and they were apparently there as well. He says, I went home at 1230, and I guess sex parties don't really kick off until the boring people go home. <laughs> Although he used a different word for people than people. Uh, I didn't exactly know it was a sex party, and I got bored at some point and went home. <laughs> Again... Apparently, there's nobody who doesn't know what's expected at these things and what happens at these things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, gosh, you know, they're just great creative people making a lot of money and, and coming up with great devices for America. So don't even worry about sure, it. And they're a bunch of nerds who've never had a girlfriend. So I could see this being absolutely <laughs> yes. plausible. Yes. You get some money, you get out in California, you're like, I've never seen a woman naked. And so let's go to one of these sex parties. Who's, who's with me? Yep. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Wow. Here's another nauseating event that I had no idea took place in this country and around the world. You ever heard of hardcore wrestling? No. <laughs> Oof. Oh, no. There's a story on Drudge today. Inside the bloody world of hardcore wrestling where fighters brawl with shards of glass... Barbed wire bats and fan-made weapons in ultra-violent death matches. I mean, come on, please stop it. What is wrong with people? Why would you? I mean, MMA is pretty brutal, and that could be. Have you ever watched an MMA fight? I know enough of it. I don't. I'm not into that. Am I like the only guy that's not? Uh, apparently, but when you're talking about shards of glass and bats with barbed wire, uh, I think you've gone just a little over the edge. Wow, they got. They've got photos of it. Um, be warned, it's it's pretty it's pretty nasty. It's pretty graphic. Uh, the blood and guts on this thing. Injuries are unsurprisingly injuries are common. They say what? 
No. <laughs> Wait a Wait. minute. No. Are you talking baseball bats with bar- wrapped with barbed wire and shards of glass? That can be dangerous? Come on. Hmm. I mean, if you're a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, how do you figure? I don't see where that is. Uh, most hardcore wrestlers merely patch themselves up with sutures or super glue and get ready for the next match. These are real men and women. Uh, Matt says <clears throat> he's covered in scars from 11 years in the business. Knock on wood, I've never had any broken bones, but I've had many trips to the hospital to get stitched up or to close wounds. I've had staples to the head, stitches to my arm and back, all kinds of things. Women are participating in this. I, why? Wow. What? Oh, they smash light tubes on, on each other. It takes its toll, one of them said. The barbed wire is very real. The glass is very real. It'll cut you and scar you up. I'm scarred from head to toe, but those scars are a roadmap, and they tell a lot of great stories. Get GPS, man. (laughs) Come on, this is stupid. (laughs) Roadmap. You know, you've got a loving creator looking down at this, thinking, yeah, it's about time. (laughs) Yeah, and it's getting late. <laughs> Where's that fourth horseman right about now, by the Son, way? Son, time to go down. Mm-hmm. Wow. Typically, I think a lot of people might say, you have to have a screw loose to do what we do. No. <laughs> Wait, I don't, don't try to characterize me. <laughs> All right? But some of the nicest people I've known have been deathmatch wrestlers. When they have to perform, that's when they turn the switch. Their pain threshold goes up. And their character gets turned up a few notches and they go to work. After 11 years, the satisfaction I get at this level is being able to make a living, a full-time living, travel and perform. I wonder who pays for this. I can provide for my family and take care of my wife and dog. Wow. Lucky dog. To me, it's just another day at the office like anyone else doing their 9-to-5 job. It's what I know. It's what I do. You know, some people have to use a frying pan to make an egg for their job. We just have to use barbed wire bats for ours. I've given up. Well, when you put it that way, it sounds totally normal. Given up. <sighs> Society. Good heavens. Yeah, we're on the brink. It's irretrievably we're gone. On the brink. Uh, welcome back to the Roman Coliseum. Mm. Wow. However, however. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to watch this, but I would want to be an announcer for it. I don't know how I could balance that, but boy, that'd be fun. All right, grabs the uh, fluorescent light bulb, smashes him over the head, but look out, he just grabbed the barbed wire and he's wrapping around his throat. Yeah. Look at this guy all cut up, and he's got a live hard tattoo. He's doing it, man. He's living that dream. He's living that live hard dream. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's uh, pretty gruesome. I, I don't know why you would want to do this. I don't know how this is legal. Wow. I mean, you have to wear a seatbelt in your own car. Yeah. They even they even control us to that extent where it doesn't hurt anybody else. I'm hurting me if I don't wear a seatbelt, yeah. but you've somehow legislated that I must do that? Yeah. But and, this is okay. And I have really? no problem with that being legal. I mean, yeah, fine. Whatever. These are they idiots do it. being idiotic. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. If, if it, We if, control everything else. If we're forced to get... Uh, to wear a seatbelt because, well, just think of the cost of the health insurance that would be incurred. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. But you're cool with this. I mean, come on. Strange. It's mm. a weird world. Eric in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, 
Hey, Glenn. Just just kidding. <laughs> See what he did there? I do. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to go ahead and share some positive news with you guys from oh, good. California. Okay. Yes. Very rare. Um, mm-hmm. We actually were able to amend or change the school's policy where they had free speech zones and free speech permits. Really? How, yes. How, what, what, how, did you, how did you accomplish that? I got a free speech ball, a big old beach ball. I had people right on the beach ball, and they'd ask me what I'm doing. And I distribute constitutions for my club, Young Americans for Liberty. And uh, we got them to sign petitions, and then I presented it to the administration. They didn't react. We contacted some lawyers, and uh, about the, and they, they went after them for the First Amendment. We were going to sue them if they didn't change their policies. Really? And they responded to that? That's yes, great. Did. How about that? Yes. Nice job. What what college was that? Skyline College. In what California in, uh, city? San Bruno, California. Okay. Wow. I'll nice. you guys uh, a link. Okay. Yeah, please do. Uh, yeah, send it to us because I'd like to see all the details on that. Absolutely. All we'll right. do that. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Eric. Nice. There's, some, there's a kid taking a stand. Fighting for constitutional principles, nice. That's nice. Uh, Because most uh, college campuses are going the other way, as we talk about all the time. Got a story today that we didn't get to uh, yet about uh, the University of Oregon is doing a class called What's Up With Whiteness? (laughs) I don't, um, I don't. I don't know. I It just uh, happened to be the way I was born. I didn't choose this that I know of. Um, <laughs> can you imagine if there was a college course, what's up with blackness or brownness? Oh, my. Oh, the humanity. I can't. It would be, it would be about 10 times the volume of this Trump thing. But if you're a person and not really sure what's up with your whiteness, the <laughs> University of Oregon is on the case. Campus Reform reports that the school is holding an allyship symposium to help people, to help white people be better people. Because mm. we all know white people aren't good to begin with. They can't just be inherently good. We got to teach them how to be good. Mm-hmm. And even then, it's and all even bets then, are off. I thank mean, you. Stop. Thank I mean, you for that caution because, yeah, even after we teach them, they're still not going to be as good as mm-hmm. others, mm-hmm. as people of color, of course. <laughs> it's intended to be a, a space where people at all stages of their social justice journey oh, can engage. Oh, this is just. I'm going to go and vomit This now. is vomitous. Yeah, this <laughs> is vomitous material. We'll have to talk about this a little bit more on on Monday. 888-933-93. Save that, mon- save that for Monday, and we'll talk to you on an MLK Junior Day. As we uh, celebrate together on Pack Ray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.